sold my soul to the bottle Still none of my friends have left me yet I'm the same man I was since the age of 13 And I've lived my life with no regrets If you're looking for some freedom live it's the last party of the weekend it's 10 drink minimum let me pull everybody in here uh james is uh, once again mia so we don't know where that is holly's here though <laughs> hello and, i am here <laughs> yeah we have a special guest today uh local comedian writer podcaster sarah kennedy hey hi welcome Super happy to be here it's weird because we're like hi, all, all we're all in the same town but we're all in separate places so <laughs> So. Well, I'm technically not in the same town, Chris. Oh, that's right. Disgusting. Oh. Never mind. City of Vision. Gross. Yes. <laughs> you know what they you know why they call it that? Cuz you need really good vision to see like from one house to the next house cuz they're like miles apart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, uh I I decided I'm going to I'm going to hold the New Mexico beer uh the you know the the breweries hostage on this show. I'm going to do this. This is disgusting. We need a beer sponsor, and until we do that, I'm doing something like this. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to drink this Body on the show. Bro. Where is our beer sponsor? Hamster just heard that and almost threw up. Budweiser. It's king of beers. I don't know if you guys knew that. Were you guys America. aware? Oh. Yeah. Depending on which label you have. It's not, it's not even owned by a company in America, but take that. Local breweries. Where's my beer? I'm just kidding, but I, I might. We'll see. Uh, welcome to the show, Sarah. Hey, thanks for having me. It's. Uh, I feel like I feel like we've we've been kind of like ships passing in the in the night, like all like for the last ten years. Mm-hmm. Really. Mm-hmm. So. I uh, I was so excited that I was coming on tonight. I was telling my fiance, I was like, "Oh, you guys, you don't even know. Like, Ten Drink Minimum has been like around forever." And then I was like, "They are the premier media experience." <laughs> so I was like, "That's real though." Like, I was like, "That's like a, it's a big deal and it's a really cool thing." So I'm super excited. Oh. Super excited. Comedian Kurt Fletcher oh. says, "Real Rancho!" Exclamation point. <laughs> I tried. So I was trying That's to like five minutes for me. I was trying to explain to my parents. I went home to visit my parents in Cloudcroft this weekend. And I was trying to explain to them, like, how people from Albuquerque don't like Rio Rancho. And my mom's like, well, they don't like any city. I was like, no, no, no. We, we, you know, <laughs> Las Lunas were cool. Bosque Farms were cool. Corrales, cool. Didn't you say Rio Rancho? And everybody's like, ugh. And I, and I explained to the thing where someone's like, I live on the west side. And you go, oh, Rio Rancho. And they go, I do not live in Rio Rancho. <laughs> Poor Holly. Uh. It's just funny because my mom, just she had, like, no idea. And she's like, well, I don't think I've been there. And I was like. So I was explaining to her how, like, it's kind of like a theoretical city, you know, because mm-hmm. there's, you know, the downtown, the downtown's pretty happening, I, I'll say. Can you explain what the downtown of Rio Rancho is like, Holly, since you're a citizen there? <laughs> it, um, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's, I feel like it's a bar and a brewery. No. And that. Do you not know where the downtown is? Yeah, I actually, I don't know where the downtown is. Okay, so the downtown... I'm here right before COVID, Chris. Like, I have not gotten to explore. Uh, So the downtown 
is the downtown Ten Pens A and W slash Long John Silver's mm. and nope. the Dollar Tree? Nope. Is that nope? No. Okay. It is the City Hall. Ooh. The Santa Ana Star Center. Oh, it's way out there. The HP, whatever that place is. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. the high school. And that's it. That's the theoretical, like they've drawn it out. That's where they want the downtown to be. And, and it's just funny because like, you know, you, you're down there and everything's spread apart and then you can't see anything for like miles. And then you get to the like uh, armory if you mm. drive far enough. Yeah. Out there. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So uh, welcome to the show, Sarah. So you've... Uh, it's it's kind of interesting because you you were a comedian here, then you moved away, then you came back, and then now oh, yeah. now we're in COVID. Uh, so how has like the COVID affected like your life? You know, since you know for the last what five months, four months, five months? Yeah, um, six. Yeah, now we're at, I think we're at the six month mark. That's uh, nuts. They just all blend um, together. I don't know. Yeah, it's still March. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, it's weird because it's like we moved away in July of last year to come back here from New York. And then uh, as soon as COVID hit, all the shows became Zoom shows. And like, you just, so then all of a sudden it didn't matter that I was here. I was just as much with all of my New York friends and all my New York friends were just as much here as as anybody we knew and anywhere else around the country. So it became so much easier and better to stay connected in that way. Right. But comedy itself is that is a wackadoo situation right now, and so yeah, I mean it's one of those things where it's like there's so and, and then like the really sad thing about it. I was listening to somebody talk about this, and they said the worst thing about comedy right now is your fault. Usually, a comedian's fallback is like bartender or uh, you know waitress, and those are like two. How do you fall back on that? You know, like, right now it's like. The FBI agent monitoring my camera knows what I'm talking about. Right, right. <laughs> That's, yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing. But then at the same time, like, you can't really do your old material. So I think there's people who have had the same jokes for a good 10 years or whatever. And then when you're kind of in a, a life-altering experience, you there's nothing that would like kind of urge you to maybe have something a little bit more current than that. Um, so like I found it to be very, very like, like you're all ever go to the living room and then the TV's already on, you know, it's like, you know about this, you know about this, you know about this. Yeah. I was going to say, you ever, you ever, you ever ever, like go in the refrigerator? Like you you forget what you're looking for. You know, it's like, like, Hmm. That's like the comedy. I personally have been running my sets by my therapist lately. Um, <laughs> nice. So it, it kind of happened accidentally. I made her laugh once. And she said, and I quote, oh, I'm so sorry. That's so unprofessional. I'm not supposed to laugh at things you say. And any comedian is like, oh, really? <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> so I work all week to write the things that I have to say to her in a way that will make her laugh. <laughs> I, that is, that's healthy. I've, so I have a, yeah. We're healthy. I don't know. So I have a question. So have you, so I know Holly, I don't think you've done any stand up during the COVID. So Sarah, have you done any, like whether it's on a zoom thing or, you know, whether you've like braved it and gone out, have you done any of that? I did one IRL show on a patio oh. at Enchanted Circle Brewery. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Up yeah, and it was Angel Fire, right? No, 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 no here. Oh, it was okay. it's over by uh I mean their their main one is up yeah. in Angel Fire, but they've got the tap room here that's over by Cliffs. I forgot about that, yeah. And I was very nervous about it, like really, really nervous about it. Yeah. In a way that I was like, well, I'll definitely flake on this in yeah. <laughs> oh. the most unprofessional <laughs> sense. Um, but then I ended up doing it and um, every comedian on it did so well. Wow. And people were so excited to be out of their house yeah. and the brewery kept everybody safe and on the patio and in socially distant. It was, it was a dream as far as that was concerned. But then, during my set, at the very end, the wind had picked up oh. so much and so badly. It was like that one night of wackadoo wind. And it literally knocked over glasses and it blew a branch off a tree that landed like right in front of me while I was on stage. It was like, it was like God was like, you shouldn't be out. Like, oh, go yeah. home. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like do you guys not get it? I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> and so then like, it just, I... I didn't even get to tell material. I just had to like deal with the, like the, uh, the wind was the heckler and I just had to like deal with the wind heckler the entire time. But <laughs> nice. it was, it was nice, but I don't know. I, I don't know if it's still, I, I don't think I'd do it again. Yeah. No? Have you done a, no. have you done like a zoom style one at all? Lots of zoom shows. Yeah. How, I how, love does, shows. how does that work though? I mean, how did, you know, how do you, cause you're, you're doing it for an audience that you can't hear. I mean, it depends on the way that it's done. So if okay. you do it through StreamYard, for realsies, you cannot hear people. Yeah. But you can, like, hopefully engage people enough in the comments that you have comments to kind of okay. bounce off of. Yeah. If you do it in um, Zoom and you do it through OBS and kind of work yeah. it out that way, you can have laughers that have, like, maybe even purchased tickets or whatever. Oh, and wow. They're, okay. they're unmuted strategically by, like, the person who's oh. facilitating things. And then... It does feel like there's a little bit of a laugh track and it's organic. Okay. And that's nice. And then usually, because I don't want to get up here and just be, I mean, what we're doing right now is fantastic because we're all in conversation with each other. Right. If I was going to do a set, I usually make a slideshow and I'll share my screen and we'll go through some stuff together. And like, I mean, because Zoom is meant to be a business thing and I can do a business thing with a business thing and make it funny. Yeah. And yeah. so... Should just, also you should just hack that's into cool. other people's Zooms and just start doing stand-up. You guys ever notice? Yeah. You guys ever notice me? Me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I've seen like that they're starting to do these uh, uh, drive-in shows. Mm-hmm. And I guess mm-hmm. people, if they're if they're laughing, they start honking. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, love that. I, we, yeah, I so, can't believe we don't have one here yet. Uh, 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 drive-in show or drive-ins? Uh, well, I mean, I miss our drive-in movie, the one that became Century 24. I miss it every day. Well, the ones that they've started to do now at, like, O'Neill's and stuff, mm-hmm. way into it. Well, b- the Balloon Fiesta one's a legit, uh, it's not just, like, a random, or not a, you know, temporary. They actually were doing that before the COVID. And oh. I, I went and saw a movie there the other night, and it was fantastic. Which one was it? Uh, the Fast and the Furious. Hell yeah. That's great. That's fantastic. Of course it was. Of course it was. <laughs> hey, I've seen them all. I, I celebrate the entire catalog. <laughs> Um, the, uh, no, but it was great. Cause like I was able to pull my car up, like I have a, a SUV and I opened the back hatch and then, um, you know, we just laid in the back of the SUV and watched it, you know, and you just tune the radio in and you bring your own food and then they have a tailgating area and there was all kinds of people with like grills and stuff. And I was like, dude, I'm definitely doing that next time. Ooh. Yeah. And it's, uh, 
no, it was it was great. Like I was worried that it would be too far away. Of course, there was like there was a situation where like these kids in front of us got up on top of their car, and then I couldn't see. But then you know, uh, I, and then we were like, should we tell them? And I was like, eh, let's see how long they can handle this. And it was it was about it was about ten it was about ten minutes, and then they stopped. So, but I don't I don't know about these concerts and uh, you know going to see a concert though or a comedian. I, I mean, heard it's amazing. Yeah. They, they had that one up in Santa Fe that was like a dance party, and you got oh. like a tailgate space that you could decorate as much as you wanted to, and yeah. then have your own thing. That sounds that seemed really fun. That sounds badass. Yeah, I am really sad I missed that one because I love El King, who, by the way, mm-hmm. moved to Santa Fe. She lives in santa fe with all of her animals and that was her first show as a new mexico resident oh wow i didn't know that. damn and now i want her to be my best friend uh you know so. who also she's, uh, the, the she's roy schneider's daughter the, the main guy from uh god what's a uh, grizzly bear also lives in santa fe now really yeah because we went to see them play at uh the bridge and everybody was like wow grizzly bear played the bridge and then the i don't know if there's like some animosity the guitar player was like well don't you now live in santa fe and the the lead singer was like yes <laughs> like he was like he was like thank you for just outing me to everybody you know but i think that's kind of an interesting thing yeah. that is a positive that's come out of covid is that like the idea of living somewhere for industry or whatever mm-hmm. is so off the table yeah and like people are moving from move people are moving back home people are moving to towns that they just like as towns mm-hmm. without it having the pressure of you know yeah, we probably would with your two bags and your three dollars and your. Well, and then the other, <laughs> the other thing that like I didn't think about till today is you know we have the the movie studios here. There's actually people who are kind of like stuck here because of mm-hmm. COVID, and one of them is Giancarlo Esposito. He's actually oh. in town, and uh, I heard an interview with him recently, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm in Albuquerque," and he was talking about all the things that like him because he had to he had to host this show, and they wanted to do it. In, in, with him live and he had to go out in the desert with his daughter and she held up the phone <laughs> <laughs> and i was like that's amazing yeah and i was like crap he's here i should we should try to get him on but you know we'll see but i think also i think i think something that's interesting is so i have a friend of, that i've known since kindergarten who has who is disabled and he made a post the other day that really like blew my mind where now we're realizing that all those jobs that mm-hmm. said you couldn't work remotely, mm-hmm. guess what? They're all working remotely now. Yeah. So I think it's going to open up whole conversations oh, about absolutely. accessibility yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. I just got a new day job that's a fully remote, and it's a startup from Ohio. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. So, yeah, you're, exactly. so you're able to like, uh, you know, fall back on something else right now while, while waiting. When it when it opens back up, are you going to go back out and tour? Or are you going to, you know? Well, you know, I I don't want my employers to think that. <laughs> so no, so no. No. Nope. Well, I mean, if it's fully remote. And it's yeah. fully remote. Then I can go out on tour and I can go to different cities and do a bunch of whole things and work during the day and then go do shows and it's not a big deal. So if anything, it's just opened up a lot more opportunity for me, even as a comedian, to make yeah. a regular wage on top of doing what I want to do professionally. So. Yeah. That's brilliant. Wow. That's pretty cool. So you started in in 2009. Is that Uh correct? So you've been a a comedian for like 11 years now. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, yeah, I I hear you. It's like one of those things where you just start, (laughs) like it it goes by like that. You're like, so 
when when did you move away to New York? So I moved to New York. Okay, so I literally had to go back um, in Taylor Swift eras. Okay. So <laughs> I moved back to New York right before 1989 came out, which I believe is 2014. Yeah. And so then I was there from 2014 through 2019, and I moved back uh, right on time, yeah. I think. So, yeah. So, I was there for five years, and I got to do really cool things yeah. and meet cool people. And so how how different, like, so when you left, you know, I feel like the scene was one way, and then when you came back, it probably was completely different. Or is that is that me just being on the outside looking in well i mean i mean obviously every scene grows and and changes Mm -hmm. in cool ways and i think that that happened in new mexico too like part of the reason why i me and my fiance decided to move back was because i was part of the uh funny fiesta and it was so nice to see some of albuquerque comedy be treated like it's performance art the way that like the rest of theater is in Albuquerque. Like theater in New Mexico is something that is right. one of our biggest arts and one of our biggest exports, even. And um, comedy being treated that way is um, very soothing to my heart and my soul. <laughs> and so, and then in New York, it's very commodified. And you just got like you got to have your tight five because you're working on getting like to the thing. And like, um, and that's cool too. And I like that. And honestly. I think there's a lot of that can that, that can happen here because I think that there's a lot of comedians that um, if we're performing and film people just happen to walk in, it's a lot more like that old Hollywood kind of thing than it what than it is actually in LA. So, um, but at the same time, it gets I don't know. There's a little bit more weight to it yeah. here, and I really appreciate that. So I really loved coming back to that, and um, you know I I love the box and I love Trick Lock. And I love like all these spaces that do this kind of stuff to support that form of expression. It makes me sad right now. Yeah, um, but- that, that's a real sad thing. And I, I can't really uh, uh, say the whole thing, but I'm definitely there's there's the remnants of the trick lock people. I'm, I'm I have a, a meeting with them tomorrow to actually talk about some stuff. So good. Okay. Well, that's 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 that makes my that again makes my soul feel good. Yeah. So, so we'll see. I mean, it, you know, the, the the fact that they're still working is is awesome. I mean, they're still you know, they're artists. I mean, they're, they're like all of us. It's like, it's like, Oh, this thing happened. Well, I mean, I still have, I still have to get this stuff out of my brain, you know? Mm-hmm. So what are we going to do and how are we going to do it? And I think, I think it's, in, it's pretty awesome how, you know, as artists, people can adapt and, you know, figure it out. I mean, you have to, you know, hopefully I, I think if you, if you can't figure it out, then, you know, that's probably not good. Uh, James is here. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for Yay! showing up, James. Or he's frozen. I can't tell. I can't tell if he's frozen or not. It's a bit. He looks frozen. It might be a bit. Yeah, I can't tell. There he is. It's a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit. Okay. So I wanted to bring something up uh, between Uh Sarah. Not not between Sarah and I. You guys are here. So uh, I don't know if Sarah even knows this, but Sarah is part of the reason that I ever did stand up in the first place. So I used to work on a show called The After After Party, mm-hmm. and I was a PA, and I met Sarah, and I think I asked you 300 questions about how did you start, and I think it's great that you're doing this and all this stuff, and Sarah told me to go and just try, and Nikki Mangin was like, Sarah Kennedy said to just go try. You got to go try. So my very first open mic of all time ever that I am for the first time really admitting to here was actually at Blackbird 
Dang. Oh. And oh, wow. it was a rough room. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. I know that now. Did not know that then. So all I could get out of my mouth was, fuck Nikki. And I got <laughs> the same. Was this a, a nighttime show or a brunch show? Oh. It was a nighttime show. Okay. I feel like that brunch crowd, it was like, just play a fucking guitar or get the fuck out of here. It was like, that's what they were. Right? I remember seeing Rusty show up and man, he started like rapping and stuff and people had kids and they just like, they, they were like just staring bullets at him. And I was just like, yeah, this is probably not the crowd for this. <laughs> you know, Daytime comedy is not my favorite. Right. I will tell you that right now. If the sun is up, it doesn't feel right. Um, but so then Sarah had moved away yeah. and I became friends with her on Facebook and I was so excited that she moved back because yeah. we finally got to be like real life friends. Aww. And we both enjoy Taylor Swift. <laughs> but I thought I would let her know that, you know, she like encouraged me before she even knew who I was. My, my mom is watching, so. Hi, Debbie. Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Yeah. So, um, so when you left Albuquerque for New York, how much, how much was the culture shock? Well, first of all, just moving to New York, how much of culture shock was that? But number two, the comedy culture shock. Um, well, you know, it's so interesting, too, because um, I was so prepared for just, like, coyote ugly level of transformation <laughs> and, like, your dreams have to be adjusted and, like... Were you dancing on a bar while they lit it on fire? Is that a question? Uh, listen, <laughs> I, had, I had five years in New York, so you yeah. better believe I did at least once. Um, right. But, like, I... <laughs> So I got out there being like, okay, man, it's going to be so different and like, oh, God. But I lived in Brooklyn, and in Brooklyn, oh, nice. it's all transplants, mm-hmm. and it's all alternative comedy, which is all we were doing in Albuquerque because we didn't have a club. So right. there, there's not a club system, so we're able to kind of create our own shows and make our own space for ourselves. I got out to Brooklyn. It's literally the same model. Like, you <laughs> just make your own shows, produce them, book them, promote them yourself, do it. And then, um, you know, just make friends with as many people as you can make friends with because those are the people who are going to end up supporting you in and out of comedy. Yeah. Right. So I felt actually, I I felt more prepared going to New York than I think other comedians might have if they came from a different scene. What was the the weirdest uh, uh, show you had to do there? Like, was like scene, like just you walked in and you went, wow, okay. (laughs) (laughs) There are weird show. I mean, so first off there's naked shows in new york because you can have full nudity in bars as long as they have like a cabaret license i didn't do any of those but they exist and they were all part of festivals and stuff like that you just show up and then you perform <laughs> there was a, there's a naked roast which i think is like maybe the oh. meanest like you can't be more vulnerable than to be roasted yeah. while you're naked no no that is a hard no the small yeah. dick the small dick jokes are just really hitting hard tonight guys <laughs> But, like, the idea, too, of, like, if you don't even know that what the person looks like naked until you see them. And so you're trying to write these jokes before you get there. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh well, I could have just written all these jokes. You just throw, you just throw that shit away. Like, wow. But, so the, I didn't have to do anything like that. and um, But I did have to do shows. I did a show with a, where, where a drag queen performed before me. And she ripped open the head of a voodoo doll at the end of her thing. And it not only had glitter... But then also she had craft paint that just kind of went everywhere. Oh. And so then I had to get up on stage and just like, I still have the converse that have like drag queen blood, red paint on the bottom <laughs> of them or whatever. And so like, there's just that kind of like, it's, it can be 
double dare messy, or it could be like high concept. I got to talk about Taylor. Swift. I did a one woman show about Taylor Swift in New York. Nice. I did like weird, weird stuff that you could just like do whatever because there's a niche for it, which was really cool. But I wish I could have seen your one woman show about Taylor Swift. Well, she still can do it. <laughs> it was supposed to be 45 minutes and it was an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna be like. It's supposed to be forty-five minutes. It did like twenty-five. That's I why I like thought you were going. No, I could have kept going. Sarah like, could do like three hours, guarantee, yeah. easily, tight did, three hours. <laughs> a tight three. Didn't she just like drop an album out of nowhere? Or like wasn't even scheduled. Yes. I can't. I, the best I, how am How amazing would that have been if you were doing your 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 one-person show that day, and then you're like. <laughs> And you're like, yeah. That would have been great. And it's also, I mean, it was produced by the guy from The National. So it's kind yeah. of like a, a high concept Taylor Swift album, right, right, if you right. can imagine that. It is so good. Wow. So I, I always see like that you did something for MTV, but you never post what it is. What was that? I got to be on MTV doing a thumb wrestling competition through one of their online channels. But like it was... It was a best three out of five mm-hmm. thumb wrestling competition with somebody else. And then we just like took live comments as they came in. Oh, wow. While you were thumb wrestling? Mm-hmm. And I won. Oh, okay. So. Well, that's, yeah. That's, that's, good. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's a credit. I always see that. And I'm, yeah, that's a credit. I, I, I love it. <laughs> Very cool. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to follow that up. Uh, but you've opened for like Jim Norton and Doug Stanhope and, you know, uh, a lot of Who people. Who was your favorite to yeah. open for? Yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, um, oh gosh, there's so many people. Well, no, I'm just, there's just so many people. No, I didn't mean like that. Um, <laughs> I mean, Jim, Jim Norton was at the Hispanic uh, uh, yeah. Cultural Center. And just getting to come home for that show was like one of my most favorite ones. Um. But, I don't know, there were some times, like, I, I also got to, like, perform with Jeanine Garofalo sometimes, oh, and nice. I don't know, I put that one down, because it was just, like, she was on the show, too, and, like, but she's incredible, and she's so nice, and, like, she's one of those people, I, I don't have her number, but people have, like, have her phone number to, like, text her, like, she's very open about that kind of stuff, and isn't yeah. that much, and I think that that's really cool, and then, like, I got to be on... Do you guys know like the Race Wars podcast with Kurt Metzger and Sherrod Small? I was on that one time, and I have Kurt Metzger's phone number, but like I'm not name dropping. But I'm, really, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> as far as proximity, like it's night. Like these are the things that yeah. were nice. Oh no, no, um, I mean, you know, that's the thing. It's like, it, it, like this show. You know, we talk about people who are from Albuquerque. We're you know we're an Albuquerque centric podcast, and we're proud of like the people you know here that that do things. So if you've got out there and you've got to do things, let's you know by all means. I always hate that people uh, are like, oh, you just name drop. But this is the kind of place where you would do that, you know? But genuinely, sure. genuinely, my favorite person is Chris Gethard. I love Chris Gethard very, very much. I think he's very funny. We just watched uh, Class Action Park, the documentary about Action Park on oh, yeah, yeah, HBO yeah. Max. And he is like the backbone of that documentary because he has so many personal stories yeah. about it. And the entire time I was like, man, that, that guy is nice. And he gets it and he tries to work from, he like brings people up with him as he comes up. And I think that's just like a great model. Uh, and that's how you should be. I haven't watched that one yet. I watched it. So I watch a lot of YouTube and I follow a channel called defunct land. Oh, man. It's fucking amazing. Right. And they did the class action park one. And then yes, it's I, so 
Oh, they 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 shred all over Michael Eisner too constantly on that thing, on that channel. Ooh, I need to watch this. Yeah, oh, it's so good. It's great. Because you get to you get to hear all the dirt. Whoever does that show, I don't know where they do the research, how to get the research, but they they go heavy into stuff and they'll they'll talk about how like there was shoddy workmanship done on a ride, you know, and you know people got injured. And you're wow. just like, oh dang, you know. I need to see. I'm yeah. looking for new things to yeah. oh, there you listen go. to. Or watch when uh, Danny's watching Peppa Pig because I cannot with her voice anymore. I can't. I do too, but, but. (laughs) But they. It has literally been six months of just endless Peppa Pig. And we haven't even gotten to the whistling episode, which, if you know anything about Peppa Pig. I really don't. I have no idea. I I think the pig's head looks like a penis. That's about all I can get from it. Yeah. I mean, Am I wrong yeah. there? Is that the, is, no, yeah. you're not wrong. Um, but also, it's the least annoying children's show, to be oh, okay. honest with it's you. Not, it's not Kalu. And- <laughs> oh, no. That is the worst one. <laughs> dude, I wanna, dude, that's a kid that, like, if someone hit that kid in public, I think a lot of people would be like, all right, that was cool. I'm fine with it. Oh, Caillou. <laughs> Caillou. That's Caillou. Is it Caillou? Oh. Okay, I don't know. All yeah. I know is, like, I've seen clips of it, and like, like, because oh, I watch YouTube, and they're like, you know, why Caillou is the worst show for kids and so i started watching it it and i was like fuck this kid you know like i would get mad i was like oh this kid is the worst legitimately like like, oh gross you know (laughs) first of all why are these kids like first you know that's one of those things with like charlie brown and then this kid Mm -hmm. why is your kid bald what happened there you know you know yeah i don't know they might be blonde and have thin hair i don't know like if i well yeah well, if, yeah, Charlie Brown clearly didn't isn't blonde and has thin hair. Charlie Brown had issues, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> that so if I ever did like stand up, that that would be my stand up routine. I'd be like, "Have you ever guys ever watched uh, Charlie Brown? First of all, everyone in his neighborhood a piece of shit. They're like, hey, for Christmas, <laughs> for Christmas, uh, everybody gets uh, gets candy. This little uh, bald kid, we're gonna put a rock. Everyone, everyone in the neighborhood put a rock in his sack. <laughs> Fuck that kid. You know what? What's going on there? You know, poor guy." That's, I never figured, like, when I grew up, I was an adult, and some I was like, wow, every, every Halloween, at every house, they gave him a rock. What a bunch of assholes, you know? <laughs> Fuck those people, man. Well, this year, I think, is maybe the rock year for trick-or-treating. Yeah. Like, just be like, stop ringing my doorbell. Right, yeah. Yeah, wow. right. No, no you tie candy to rocks and then throw them <laughs> to the kids that are six feet away. Fuck. That's how we're doing it. Tie it around bricks and just be like... What's what's a three man slingshot cost on Amazon? We can fire candy down the neighborhood, right? Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> that's a good idea. I mean, it's it, it, here. Here's the worst part of Albuquerque. If you said that we're going to shoot uh, candy up in the air with a three man slingshot, people would be like, "Better than shooting up in the air on New Year's Eve." I mean, that's true. I got hit with a piece of hard can uh, a Jolly Rancher when it came down from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Was KOA TVs like in the helicopter? They're firing Jolly Ranchers up at us. <laughs> Halloween is going to be weird, it, it, you know, because we're clearly not going to make that, right? No, there's no way. I not see. What's that? Those people, those people have those shoots now that they're building that end like oh. end with like a skeleton head or whatever. They I just saw like, that. spit the candy out. Yeah. It, it, I, I just don't know if I want my child bringing home a bag of candy that's been in other people's homes yeah. is where I'm at, you know? Just spray Lysol so, in the bag. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so we're just going to make Danny a haunted house. That's it. 
So, Sarah, what's your what's your uh, COVID routine like? What, what's your daily life like right now? So, I get up and uh, I'm supposed to be working at eight. Uh, I wake up at eight and <laughs> I check I check my phone. Same. Uh, so that I'm active on Slack and doing, and then also checking my email. And then I'll get up and go to my computer once it's like, okay, come on. And then um, I even have like an alarm on my phone that says like, game over, man. Like I have to like, you got to go and get ready. Um, and not even get ready. I just have to go. And then um, depending on what my calendar is like, I do my startup job kind of in a vacuum. And then with a couple Zoom meetings and then I'm, I'm off at a four. And then usually I'll go outside and water our amazing COVID plants. So oh, we've nice. got two tomatoes, nice. a basil and a rosemary that um, are our dear, dear plants. And then, um, you know, I'll do comedy stuff or have other like more social Zoom meetings in the evening. Um, and then occasionally, occasionally, if I get off, like, if I get off like 15 minutes before four, we'll go to Bozy Brothers right when they open at four and get like a quick, we're the only people here beer and then walk back home. Cause I live downtown. And so I'm able to kind of. So do I, that. I live, I live half a block from Bozy brothers. Hey, okay. Yeah. Well, please don't come at four. Cause it really is the only thing that I've got. <laughs> but <laughs> I won't. I won't. Uh, when you said you like you do, com- you, you do some, I like when you said like, I do some comedy things and in my mind, I just assumed you stood up on your couch and then the fiance and like pets are like there and you're like, so, uh, you guys ever see this thing? <laughs> yeah. We like, all listen. Listen, I don't go down to your work and slap the <laughs> Zoom meeting out of your mouth. That's what. <laughs> yeah, so I, I have like this little area, which is my work area, and then I always mess with my girlfriend. I'll go, well, when I get off work, I'll I'll go home, and home is me walking from here to the living room, which is <laughs> literally ten feet. I'm like, you know, this is what happened when I got home, and I, you know, take a picture, and you know, it's the same <laughs> same room. Yeah. It's like oh, okay. I um, when I started this job, I, I was in the so this is our um, our office right now mm-hmm. is kind of pretty. It's got plants and some bookcases mm-hmm. and some stuff, and it, we've made it kind of like um, a shared workspace where I've got my desk with monitors, and she's got her space with some stuff. We have a standing desk if we want to have a standing desk. Oh, um, nice. But then, like, I don't want to be here literally one second more once I'm done. And so, but, but then it's like, people want to do like zoom calls or whatever. And this is where I got my ring light and my microphone and like, but I will also say we have a recording studio now in one of our closets. And so I can go and do like fancy podcasting in there. You guys are fancy podcasting, but I also, it's (laughs) visual. Um, We have like other spaces that we've really dedicated to other things, but like this room once it's four o'clock, it's haunted, and I cannot be here any longer. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you're like looking at your other coworkers, see if they're leaving early. You're like, oh, oh wait, I'm the only person here. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So then it kind of becomes one of those moments where I'm just like, oh, I mean, I'm just gonna be like on the balcony, but I still have my phone open, and like I can go and run to my computer if I need to. Well, I have that thing where like, I, so the com- the company I work for is spread out all over the United States. So I'm starting to get this one thing because one of my coworkers that I'm working closely with is in Oakland. And he'll do this thing where it's like, oh, I can't make it to the three o'clock or to the, the meeting that's scheduled that's three o'clock for me. And he'll be like, can we push it an hour? And I'm like, that's an extra hour of work for me today. Yeah. I guess so. 
You know? <laughs> Son of a bitch. I'm not paying attention, though. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those that y'all mad. I, I'm kind of jealous that you guys have, like, adult coworkers that you can be mad at. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I literally have a four-year-old who just demands snacks every five minutes. Um, our cat had kittens the other day. Whoa. Really? Yes. yes. Our cat had four kittens. Mama cat had her kittens. And uh, now I just have to chase my coworker around, telling her she can't touch the kittens till their eyes open. Right. Because she just wants to pick them all up. Oh. They're little and cute. They're so little and so cute. But so I literally have a dog, uh, five cats right now, and a four-year-old. Oh. Those are my coworkers, and I can't yell at any of them because they're so dang cute. You have to name them like regular office job names, like Glenn. Yeah. Glenn, yeah. Well, <laughs> So we have Mitch Mitch and Terry is our gecko. So that's kind of opposite. And then Danny. Mm -hmm. So all the kittens. Yeah, because she demands to talk to the manager. What's the lizard's name? What's the lizard's name? (laughs) Terry. Terry. So you have to act like it's like an office. You're like, fucking Terry's always cold. Definitely. (laughs) And uh, so the rest of us have to suffer. Yeah, yeah. bullshit like that. Oh, good point, Kelly. Uh. Hi, Kelly, by the way. <laughs> She's I agree. Yeah. And the worst is like <laughs> when I work. So when I go to the office, there's several different organizations. So everybody has their own area. But then there's like a shared fridge. And I'm not a big fan of the shared fridge. And mm. But then everybody has like snacks in their area. And it's like, do mm. I sneak over into their area and steal some of those snacks? Or do Hot I, snacks. Or do I, or do I ask them? <laughs> I don't know. It just depends. If it's candy, I feel like it's it's stealable because people then you'll be like, well, are you going to eat all this candy? And then they feel bad. They're like, well, no. Like, oh, OK. So, OK, um, I need. Hi. <laughs> um, I need some more um, information about these snacks. OK, so shared space mm-hmm. snacks personalized. Oh, no, no, no. They're not, they're not personalized. So I work. OK, so I work for the government. And and it's a very 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 large, you know, building buildings plural, and there's different orgs all throughout. And like especially like during Halloween or Christmas, everyone will put out snacks for their group. Well, you walk, you know, you're walking down the hall to go to the bathroom. You're like, oh, these guys have uh, blueberry muffins, huh? Hmm. Should I steal one or donuts? Donuts is a big one. Those yeah. are for you. Maybe. Those are for you. But, you know, sometimes they'll just, you know, <laughs> they are. They, that's how I, that's what I tell myself. <laughs> you know? Those are for me. That's for me. They knew it. I do that with the baby <laughs> snacks, too. I literally go, you know what? I have earned yeah. these gummies today. Yeah. These yogurt bits oh. are yes. my yogurt bits. Well, oh, yogurt bits are so good. Is that, what, that's my question, though, for the COVID. What is your, like, go-to right now, your, like, snack? Mm-hmm. Uh, I love a, a smart pop or a boom chicka pop. I like a, a only salt but not buttered kind of just like oh, oh, individual okay. bag of popcorn. Yeah, I've nice. gone. I've gone back to the like stove popcorn. The Ooh, full scream. And and it's weird because like I was like ah, it can't be much different than the microwave, but it's it's different. It's definitely like it's feel. I don't know what the 
what the difference is, but it's like something feels fresher. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is, but like I get the pot and I'll shake it because if you shake, don't shake it, it'll burn. And right. Burn popcorn yeah. is just disgusting. I'm trying to think. I eat a lot of crap right now. If I'm being honest with you, yeah. um, I did eat carrots yesterday, so that was good. Uh, but mostly, I've been eating like. <laughs> Just whatever. Let's not let's not lie to the post. She's like, I uh, go to snack is carrots, maybe some. Uh, some no, oat- that is not what I said. I said my go to snack was crap, but oh. I had carrots yesterday because oh. my kid didn't eat them, so I ate them. So somebody uh, turned me, my friend Tammy, and I'm mad at her for this. Turned me <laughs> onto this thing called GoPuff. Have you heard of this thing? What? Yes, GoPuff. What is GoPuff? system? Imagine if anything they had at Walgreens could be delivered to you. No, don't tell me about this. Do not tell me about this. So, I found this. They, they, <laughs> I have an. You air mean f- they can bring me flowers? <laughs> uh, well, probably not that. But like you know the the other the non-prescription stuff. They, if it's over the counter, I think they can. They have medications on their site. It's weird, but like they have these Mrs. Fields pretzel dogs, and I have an air fryer. And uh, they're pretty fucking amazing. Christopher, why are you doing this? To <laughs> I'm me? saying, I'm, you know, uh, I, 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 yeah. Anything in the air fryer is good. We got yeah. Danny picked out these uh, little like pigs in a blanket things. Yeah, it's from pretzel Austria. hot dogs. Pretzel hot dogs. <laughs> and I made those in the air fryer. And now I need pretzel hot dogs in I'll the show, air fryer. I'll show and they and they break apart just perfectly in your mouth. I don't know why. But they're expensive. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> is she, is she, you don't you don't like hot dogs? Are you vegan? No, I think this sounds amazing. But I'm just like, oh. surprised. Oh, hold on. Let me let me pull this up. You know what else like is amazing? James is also feeling too. What? <laughs> you know what else is amazing, Sarah? Is pizza rolls in the air fryer life changing? Oh yeah. <sighs> Normally, we'll just make them, like, microwave, but then have enough yeah. Dion's Ranch that we just, like, coat the entire yeah. little envelope in Dion's Ranch. And then... Ooh, so good. Dion's Ranch makes everything taste amazing. It does. I will say this. Like, there was... When I, when I first moved here, I didn't understand the Dion's, like, pizza allure. But the ranch is definitely... I will say the ranch is amazing. Their salads are amazing and their sandwiches are amazing. The pizza to me yes. still is like so so. I don't know. People, you know, love it, but you know. I worked for Dion's for literally a decade. For how long? A decade. Oh. It was my first job in high school. And then I worked uh, at the Ice Dope Spark and then also at their um, corporate office. Oh. And um, I will always be like a Dion's like. No, they know what's up. They're like oh, the yeah. apple of New Mexico. Like they no. really have like this big plan for what they're doing. And well, they they do right because like you go into Dion's at lunchtime and it is fucking busy. Mm-hmm. I don't care which one it is. It is what it is, you know. And now I just want Dion's guys. That they won't. They won't. Well, if you guys get Dion's to be your sponsor, that would be pretty fantastic. They don't serve alcohol yeah. anywhere except for the Ice Dope Spark. That's right. Um, Which is right now getting a $1.5 million upgrade. Yes. Did you guys see that? United, right? I don't know if if that's what it is. No, because it sounded like it was just like like on the roof and it was like hot water heaters and it was like all different kinds of stuff it really needed. But I don't know. We'll see. 
I saw I saw a video with the mayor like standing in the the, the seats and he started talking about yeah. it. And I was like, oh, okay. Which you know the I don't know if you guys have watched the United this year. They're actually I have. kicking some yeah. butt. They're kicking right. We lost our best player and he went to the Phoenix because he's a traitor and we don't like him anymore. He can burn. Like Adam Banks. I'm of... about, I was talking about Sante Moore. He went. But to... If you guys know about like oh the Mike Ducks. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's the Adam Banks. Yeah. Oh, yes. And then I was really worried our team was not going to be good, and then he, you know, they got a couple good another players, and man, they've been fantastic this season. So. Yeah, I didn't worry about it. As soon as I heard he was leaving, I had a funeral for him in my head, and that was that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start using that. I had a funeral for you in my head, and now you're out of my life. Sorry. <laughs> Get on my face. I said that for the first time to my ex-husband on my way out of his house, and I've used it ever since because it made him laugh really hard. (laughs) Just imagine if you could do one of those naked roasts with him. (laughs) (laughs) That would be fantastic, right? (laughs) Oh, man. I want that to happen now. That sounds so (laughs) awful. Like, it sounds like like, like you're watching two semis collide head-on, but in slow motion, and you're just like... I mean, you could probably see a semi or a semi. You could, you like, there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of opportunity to see, like, really yeah. some <laughs> god awful <laughs> anatomic stuff. But anatomic, yeah. that's not even a real word. So but. when you moved back, what, what did, what, so you, you were gone for five years. I assumed you visited, but like, what was the biggest change since you moved back? Like, that you were like, oh, wow, this is different. Uh, hmm. Well, Bert's closed. That was like my big. <laughs> right. Well, no, no. Bert's. Which, which Bert? Like Bert, Bert's Gold, Bert's the club. Which one closed both? <laughs> so the original Bert's on Gold yeah. closed, Did and then even by the time I moved back, the new Bert's had closed. So wait a minute. So you missed out on on the new Bert's? Oh, <laughs> you're so lucky. Oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> Royal and I tried to continue dancing in the dark at the new place, and whoo. Mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was a. It was bad. That was a How, weird. A space like what that space was, mm-hmm. the new one. Mm-hmm. How how could it have like a tiki feel to it? It didn't. Like, it, didn't. it didn't. They had a tiki area, yeah. like the the bar area felt tiki ish, but yeah. it was it wasn't a tiki bar. They really yeah. should have just not said yeah. it was Bert. And it, it and it constantly were like, just wait till the kitchen opens. Never open. It never opened. Never opened. And I can't even imagine going to Burt's with a kitchen. I remember going there yeah. and I saw a Johnny Cash uh, impersonator. And <laughs> in order to sit in the booths, they charged. If you wanted to sit in a booth, you had to pay. And it was like 50 bucks. And I was like, what kind of, what the fuck? This is Burt's, right? You know, the old one smelled like no. tea. You could sit anywhere you wanted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no one ever really helped you. You kind of had to wait for a beer for like 20 minutes. You know, what's happened here? Now we're paying $50 to sit in a booth, you know? It was mm-hmm. it was a weird... It was... Yeah, I just wanted to like wipe... The, like when people go, yeah, the only time I've been downtown is that Burt's on Central. And I go, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> there have been so many times like during COVID where I've been like, man, if I could leave right now... And I could have my dream night out. Yeah. It would be like going to Amdine and then maybe down to Sister mm-hmm. and then uh, Blackbird. Oh. In, my, in my 
fanfiction mind. <laughs> right. Thanks, and Dandy. Then, but then we still make our way over to uh, Bert's, like on Gold, yeah. uh, for either Hip Hop Night or Thursday Night. Wait, wait. Bert's on Gold by itself? Bert's on Gold next to Atomic. Oh, dude. I, I always, always, always wanted Atomic to be like the space for a comedy club yeah, in right. That would have been like the most perfect space. I agree. Agree. Oh, and then you would have had like a, an immediate after party. Yeah. Like it would have been so good. Mm. Now it's a Chinese, it's Lulu's. Lulu's kitchen. Cool. Thanks, James. <laughs> I blame James. <laughs> no, and it, supposedly, like, the rumor was, like, well, not rumor. There was actually an announced Old Burt's on Gold was going to become a brewery. I know we don't have a lot of those. But it was no, gonna we don't. It's going to be a brewery. So I don't know what's, you know, I don't know if the COVID has slowed that down. I don't know what's going on. But that was the plan. And I don't know. I can't imagine them brewing beer in there. You know? That, that seems... Like a tap room? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Who I was, knows? The, the, the bathroom situation at Burt's always astounded me. Because, like, <laughs> the men's room was was weird. Like, you would go in, and there was, like, naked pictures of women all over the wall. But the door <laughs> always stayed open. And I was like, who's this for? You know? Is a guy going to come in and go, well, time to masturbate? And everybody walks in and watch? I, I have no idea. Like, I could never figure out what the point of that was. I was like. And wasn't there just a trash can drawn on, or was that Atomic? That was Atomic. Atomic, the, the bathroom in Atomic was like you were on acid. Yeah. Like, it had no mirror. It was like, I don't know if you ever went in the men's room. Did you ever go to the men's room in Atomic, Sarah? I uh, no. Well, because uh, the reason why I ask is because I took a lot of people to look at it because it was so fucking nuts. Like it was like a mural on all the walls, ceiling and everything of in black and white. And it was like covered. Everything was covered. And like next to the trash can was a little person with no arms. And there was like a drawn trash can with like body parts in it. If you were on acid and you walked in that bathroom, you might just go into a vortex. It was crazy weird. I wish I would have filmed like took a picture of it or filmed it because it was you went in there, James. Like it was it was nuts. Oh, yeah. And, like, they drew a mirror on the wall, and then, like, you know, there was it, – it, it was an absolute just surreal, like, nightmare if you were on drugs. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I would yeah, tell people – Where am I supposed to pee at? Yeah, it was really <laughs> – Yeah, and, like, it was so weird. I'd, I'd take a woman. I'd, like, come check out the, the men's restroom, and they'd be like, okay, mirror. whatever. And then we'd open the door, and they'd be like, oh, my God. Like, I know, I'd be like, I know. That's why I was trying to show it to you. I wasn't trying to be crazy. It's nuts, you know. I just remember the first time I ever went in, I was like – like afraid to pee. I was like, this is, it was scary. Like it was absolutely scary. What are you going to do with my urine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's my urine going? I'll pee in a bottle outside like everyone else. Oh, I miss, great. I miss that whole scene, man. That was such a DIY punk kind of like, you know, just craziness over there. I, I'll never forget how cool that, you know, and then there were many nights where like the air conditioner would break at Burt's and, it was so hot in there. Wait, had an air conditioner? Yeah, right. <laughs> and so then you would go over to Atomic and then try, like, they had the the PBR fridge, and you would try to, they'd have a two dollar like Tall Boys or whatever it was, something like that, right? Isn't, am I am I crazy on that? No, 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 you're right. No, at Atomic, uh, they had the little, they had that little fridge that had like, t you know, just PBRs in it, and you'd be like, oh. You try to clear it out. Yeah, the good old days. Ah, the good old days. 
So Someone uh, come by your, your table at Burt's and like put a bucket down because it was raining. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And every, so every single person you knew, if this place closes down, I'm getting that Ahab painting. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you and every fucking, I don't, I don't, I wonder who got it, though. That's a good question. Who got that painting? I like to believe that Burt still has every single piece of decoration still up. No, they did a thing when they closed this one that they had people come and buy stuff. Yeah. So somebody got it. Like someone literally bought the the sign, the um, Burt's Tiki Lounge sign outside. I don't Whoa. Know. Yeah. That'd be kind of a cool thing to have on your wall, but then it'd also make you sad. I don't know. It'd make me sad. I would just put it on the outside of my house. Well, but then lots of people just come and like urinate everywhere, and a lot of b boys on Wednesday. Random, yeah, right, right. So all of a sudden, like, there's a keg of PBR on Thursday at your house, just getting drank outside. Cents. Yes, yes. <laughs> hey, at least I would get some money back from the beer consumed in my house right, finally. Right. I, you know what? They did that seventy-five cent PBR, and every time I went, I never got one because the keg was gone. Every single time, I'd get there at like nine. But, it, you know, that was smart, though. And then someone tried to, uh, Red Door downtown tried to do that. They did 75-cent PBR on Thursdays. And and people were like, and it was like 10-ounce ones. Like yeah. little ones. Yeah. Yep. And, and people got <laughs> mad about it. They're like trying to rip other people off. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're at the end of the first hour. Will you stick around with this for the second hour, Sarah? Because I want to. Of course. I want to dive into I want to dive into another institution of Albuquerque that really needs to be talked about. It's called the Alibi. Oh, yeah, Shit. it's kind of a hot. All right, it's a, we'll see. Have you not heard? Well, I did hear, but I also heard that like that fell through. Eh, you haven't heard it all then, because apparently there's now hurt. now a second person. Apparently, oh. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of what I heard. So. So we'll see. Interesting. Yeah, we'll talk about that. I can't wait to get into it. Yeah. So, um, what do you guys have to promote? James, do you have anything to promote? Uh, nothing new. As per usual, you can uh, see me on the uh, second season of Midnight Texas, uh, streaming on NBC or Hulu. Okay. Uh, also on uh, Netflix, just for fun, you can see me in the background on Daybreak and. Um, I'm sure I'm missing something. Yeah, but you're on the I like. you're on the Brave that TV show, The Brave. Yeah, that's right. You cancel a lot of shows, dude. What's your problem, bro? <laughs> I don't know. I'm People hire me to end shows. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm just messing with you, Holly. What do you got? I actually have a show to promote. Finally, after six months, um, Kurt Fletcher has invited me to go to Greeley, Colorado. <laughs> November 20th, and nice. I am so excited. Nice. Should be a fun show. Um, and then also uh, my Instagram and my TikTok that you can still access, I think. Yeah, you can. Um, that, 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 that was okay. Right. They mm-hmm. they made a deal, right? Because, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's all been very confusing. It's been an emotional roller coaster. Um, but you can find me on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Hollybird Comedy. Um, and I have three very different personalities. Uh, so just not on WeChat. Just not on WeChat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the one and that got shut down. So. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I don't even know what that is. So. I don't either. I saw that and I was like TikTok and WeChat. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Oh, WeChat. Oof. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny for us to be like, oh, RIP WeChat, and yeah. then like Kurt Kutcher's like, yay! 
<laughs> I think he was yaying the uh, Holly during the show. But oh, now he, he, yeah, he's he, he's anti WeChat. We saw that. We saw that. We know. So, Sarah, what do you have coming up? Uh, so I put it in my name thing, so you can follow me on Sarah Comedy on IG, which is Instagram and Twitter, and. Um, even though that seems a little bit complicated, it is so much easier than my original one, which was uh, Sarah K, but Sarah was spelled like Sarah the Triceratops from Land Before Time. Oh, you know, oh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I know. Well, at the same time, this is growing and this is doing some good yeah. stuff for, for SEO. So here for that. Um, and then, you know, listen to Tejar, uh, anywhere where you get your podcasts. Um, it is a fantastic Taylor Swift podcast. Um, that is, and this is a podcast you do, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. And it's, um, it's, uh, a little bit pop culture and a little bit true crime. Nice. I love it. <laughs> but it's a Taylor Swift. <laughs> we'll talk yes. about it. We'll, we're going to get into yes. that. We're going to get into that. <laughs> um, okay. Yes, it is. Cool. So do you have anything else? Uh my gosh! Uh, anywhere where I am, yeah. come see me. Nice. That's all I got. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, uh, there's a thing I've been talking about a little bit over the last couple months: the Borellis Podcasters Guild, that I am a founder of, uh, one of the, one of the many founders of. Um. There's a lot of podcasts out of there. There's uh the True Consequences podcast, which is a true crime podcast out of New Mexico. There is uh Parenting versus Podcast. There is um. Dos Pequeños. Uh, I was trying to think of how you say that. Then there is uh, What's Up ABQ. And we are planning on launching this studio in the Borellis B. Rupee building. We are launching it October, I want to say the 9th, if that sounds right. So what we're going to do is, is we're going to do a whole week long of podcasting. And I think our night is like Tuesday, October 6th. We're actually going to do a special show. I haven't told everyone here yet. They're kind of hearing this for the first time right as I'm saying this. Yay! So what's (laughs) going to happen here with this Podcasters Guild is people in Albuquerque. And I don't know. We we haven't figured out how we're going to do like long distance. But if you want to be a podcaster, you can actually sign up as a member. And you can use our studio and our knowledge to be a podcaster. (sighs) That's so nice. Right? What a great offer. Oh, yeah. I know, man. I have, I have so much to say about that. Like, it's so funny. Like, I was, uh, I sent something to Billy the other day. Like, Zoom, the the company that, not the, not the, not the, the online meeting thing. There's a company called Zoom that makes these recorders. Mm-hmm. And they just came oh, out with oh, this. They, I have a Zoom. I have a Zoom. Yeah, so do I. And, like, they just came out with one, like, the, that's like a $200 one. And you could plug four microphones in it, four headphone sets in it. And then, and then you could put intros and outros on it. And I'm just like, and then you could hook up two cell phones and do two interviews via cell phone on it. And I'm like, man, if I had this eight years ago, I'd have conquered the planet. Like the fact that they make so many things for podcasters now is so insane. But, you know, that's just the, you know, that's, that's the evolution of life. But um, other than that, uh, you know, we, our show, we do live here on Sundays from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, we have our website, tendrickminimum.com. We're actually going to be updating it soon with some uh, new photos and bios, hopefully. Holly ooh. and I are, we, What do you mean, ooh? You know about that. <laughs> well, Chris, I was trying to just be really excited. I'm drinking you. Budweiser here, Holly. 
<laughs> I'm on the edge. I'm on the edge of life right now. Um, so yeah. So add us on social media, and we'll be back probably around seven ten. Does that give everybody a good time to come back? Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, thank you guys for watching the show. We'll be back for the Billy Hour, Wavy Hour, here about seven seven ten. Uh, thank you, Sarah, for coming on the show, and then look forward to this next hour so we can really get into the drunk time and have fun. <laughs> cool so thank you guys for watching uh uh we definitely drink we do the show you should as well always remember never get too drunk to jerk (laughs) minimum.com nailed it nailed it i guess he's the
we're back. It's the Billy slash Wavy Hour. Uh, let me bring everybody back in. Cool. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh! We've, hey. added, we've added some Hamster people. Hamster wanted to say hi to Sarah because he loves Sarah. Hi, and Sarah. Sarah. I also wanted to say hi to you guys. But. I, I, ge- I guess. I guess. No, I'm just kidding. What's up, man? Yeah. <laughs> you guys are constellation. Uh, hi. Hi, everyone. How is everyone? Good, actually. Very good. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Getting some pirate booty. What Woo! is what is uh, pirate booty? I have to know what this is. Uh, it's like a. Hold on, let me op- let me open my GoPuff real quick. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> GoPuff will definitely have. <laughs> I promise. There, you. your setup looks dope. Thanks. These plants, yeah. you've been able to keep them alive for over a year, which. Pff, Holy shit! Congratulations! Congratulations! Ooh. Okay, I just want to say hi. I'm gonna go away now. So I'll <laughs> see you guys. Later. My mom said hi, hamster. Oh, hi. I'm Hamster. <laughs> right? Hi, Mom. Hi, Debbie. It's like, hmm. I'll so, see you guys later. Hmm, late. Thanks. Okay, bye. Have fun, guys. Uh, we also put up all the, like, um, time zones of clocks. Oh, okay. I was like, what's hi. going on there? We lost you. Why do you, why do you, you have... You have, like, family and friends all over, right? Yeah. So. yeah. Oh, oh, okay. So do you have them set up for, like, the time zones where people you know, or is it, you know, like... This is I work? mean, yeah, well, like, I have to do a thing where it's like, okay, you guys want to do like Jackbox games uh, at oh, 8. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 my time, and that's too ah, late. That's a good or, idea, yeah. That's a good idea. So I wanted to talk a little bit about like we've, we've kind of had a roller coaster with the alibi. So for people living <laughs> outside of uh, New Mexico, actually, I think people living outside of Albuquerque, because I mean, there's a lot of people in New Mexico who probably don't know what the alibi is. The alibi is like that local paper that Albuquerque has where. You can pick it up for free. It tells you what the events are. It has an article or two about, you know, like an artist or, the, you know, an event that's going to happen or someone's like music, you know, like the CDs coming out, blah, blah, blah. Or there's like some political story like they would do stuff about, you know, um, uh, Kirtland Air Force Base dumped a bunch of fuel into our water supply, you know, stuff like that. Um <laughs> Side stories. You know, but like as time has gone on, the, the alibi, like any other print media, has kind of like suffered a little and it's gotten yeah. thinner and more ads. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people would say, oh, well, I don't even, I haven't looked at an alibi in, you know, months, you know, or, you know, however long. And this last week, um, well, like two, it, it was actually like the beginning of September. Pat Davis, city councilman Pat Davis, announced that he was going to buy the alibi and try to restore it to kind of like its former, like, you know, greatness. And I think they even put out like one one issue. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then we found out, I think it was like Tuesday that the the deal fell through. And kind of a weird I thing. Mean, and let's be real. Yeah. I don't care how liberal the politician is i don't know that i want a politician running a publication like that well bad news for you oh god so as the alibi deal fell through he announced that he was starting a similar type newspaper starting in october that would also have the same a lot of the staff from the alibi and it's going to be called the paper the paper yeah um, but he did, he did, he did, uh, um, 
address your concern and saying that you know a politician shouldn't own a paper saying there was going to be a firewall he was not going to tell them what to print um but he would just be the owner which to me seems i don't know how i mean i don't know how i could do that if i had a shitload of money and i'm like i'm gonna buy a newspaper but i'm just gonna let them do it i'm not gonna die i'm not gonna be a part of it you know yeah. that would I mean, be difficult you know, that'd be s- i'm not like a hundred percent against it it's just you yeah. know I'm not a big fan of like any kind of politician. Yeah, I asked him. I asked him to come on the show and talk about it, and he he pretty much has ignored it. Oh wow! Yeah, but whenever our friend Ken got got killed by the police, oh. he was the only local official that showed up to the memorial. Oh, okay. I, I I don't know him. I've never met him, but that's yeah. one strike for him, in my opinion, because they they. That's, because they invited the mayor, they invited a lot of people, and he was the only one that came. Hmm. So, Man, that memorial for Ken was like. It's rough. Were you there? Yeah, I was oh, yeah. there. I didn't. I didn't, You know, I was. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention to who all was there. I was just kind of, you know, <laughs> like number one, I was worried people were going to get run over because, like, right. it I was. About that yeah, yeah, but uh, and then and then, uh, I was like. People were just drinking in public, and I was like, "Damn right, we're drinking in public. Fuck right. this, you know." I thought about that too. Like yeah. I literally was like, "Okay, well, you know, I'm hoping this isn't going to be like a powder keg. I'm let's say from like more awful yeah. stuff to happen." Yeah. Right. I just remember like I brought my own like uh, like mini to to do a shot for Ken, but then somebody walked around and they were handing out cups, and and I was like, "Well, all right, I'll do whatever they have." And it was like sambuca. Oh, yeah. oh well, that's, yeah, that's right. And yeah. it was like it was like ninety eight degrees outside. Drinking sambuca was really like a tough day, you know. It's like, <laughs> so yeah. I think sambuca is an acquired taste. That's for yeah. sure. But from what I understand, and I don't know this for a fact, I've just heard the grumblings in the under in the in. I've heard this on the streets, guys. There's a second buyer for the alibi. <gasps> I don't know what? who. But I heard tell that there is. So well, so what's going to happen with the staff that decided to go to the paper? Don't know. Don't know. Interesting. So local IQ also used to exist at the same time as the alibi. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. So that's right. Um, here's what I think. Like I don't know what happened with the Pat Davis thing, but the way it's all played out to me, this is what I'm. This is my opinion. This is what I think happened. I think Pat Davis wanted to buy the alibi and he wanted the name recognition. And they came in and the alibi probably had quite a bit of debt. Mm. And whoever were the backers were like, "Mm, we don't want to put we don't want to acquire this. So then they said no. But then immediately they're like, just start one from scratch then. Because that's what it seems like to me. Because why would you like back out of that deal and then just go start from scratch or Whoever was selling the alibi wanted way more than they wanted to pay for it. One of the two. Yeah. I, I know the alibi owned that office next to Sister Bar. Oh, yeah. And it, and it was like falling. Like to say it was falling apart is like they, they had to literally they had to move out of it because the, 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 the plumbing had burst so bad that you couldn't use any of the restrooms. And we went in there and it was I, I went in there. But it was atrocious. And the I, actual building. Yeah. Like the actual, oh, yes, so bad. It was bad, and they had to move, and they moved. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm sure they're completely done, but 
they were over there by Java Joe's mm-hmm. and then still owned that building. But I think, don't quote me on this, I think they've sold the old building to Sister. But that was right before oh. COVID. Right well, before COVID. Be so yeah. they can have their offices over there? I don't know if that's what they want to do or they want to rip out that wall and make it bigger. Don't know. <gasps> well, no you know what? That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. They could get some distributors to come in and fix that plumbing and put in like 30 taps. Yep. That would be really smart. That'd be Just smart. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I'm pretty sad about the alibi thing because we've had a really good storied past. with the, I think everyone here has. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Because I know that Sarah's won Best Local Comedian. We've won Best Local Podcast. Um, I got second place to Greg Joe Loser! I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you were up. That's the other thing, too. Like, Holly, you were up for it this I time. I, I, guess, I guess you won. I, mean, <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't know. You know I, don't know could, I guess we could say whatever we want to say at this point. No. But, you know, Royal and I were talking <laughs> about it the other night. He's not on social media, but he's alive. Yeah. Um, and we were saying that we were just kind of excited that it happened, like yeah. that we were nominated because we were like, it's COVID. Who even thinks to, like, vote for us? That was weird. Yeah. Neither one of us was expecting it. So I remember I told you about it and you were like, Oh, what? What? Yeah. And then you got Royal to come back on social media for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. But we would do and the they would do a hemp fiesta and we, we did every I think we did every single hemp fiesta that they had. And I mean, you know, now that they're bolded, I mean we can kind of tell the stories of that. We uh we would show up and they would set us up and then uh, you know we, we would all like the, the staff would come over and we'd just get hammered. Like, in the in on the down low, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Like I remember the first year they had Hemp Fiesta. Our friend Matt, who runs Broken Trail, they they did the, um, the what do you call it? alcohol court or the the beer court or beer beer garden. Beer garden. And um, you know, like we're just like super good friends with them, and we just go over there, and it's like pre like open. It's like eleven in the morning, and we're just doing shots. And then just like mixing drinks, just you know, and totally illegal. But you know, we're just having a good time. And uh, I think he would bring. He brought like he gave us a six pack of his uh, um, Moscow Mule in a can, and we just took it over to our area and just drank it. <laughs> like no, <laughs> just give a fuck. Like whatever, man. Yeah, uh, there was one time oh, that yeah. somebody in our camp got so hammered yep. that they may or may not have peed their pants. Uh, it wasn't me. It was not me. It wasn't me either. But there was a third. Let's just say it wasn't anybody that was that is here tonight. I was going to say, it was, like, it was, was it me? No. <laughs> I don't remember that. James is like, was that me? <laughs> He's like, I don't remember that. <laughs> we just woke you up as we threw you out of the car like <laughs> to <laughs> drop you off. But uh, Which- the- yeah. Could happen. Then we did uh so the one thing that I was really like when I first moved to Albuquerque, the alibi would do the uh the spring and fall crawl and I always loved those. And then they kind of brought it back. They brought back the I think it was the was it this this fall crawl. And in the spring they did the best of Burke music showcase. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and it always seemed like one of them did real well and the other one kind of bombed out when they kind of came back, but I always liked I always liked doing them. They were fun. You know, I just remember the the fall on spring crawl when they first moved to. They were great. They would like completely block off downtown, 
And you had to have a bracelet just to get downtown. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with this paper. But they, they said that the, they said the paper thing is going to be a little more political oriented. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, do you guys have any like fond memories of the alibi? I mean, other than that. Um, Say that again. I said our show that we did there. Oh, yeah. We got uh, to do a show in the lobby. That was fun. That was fun as hell. Like, people just walked by. They saw us. Oh, that's right. They were, because, like, behind us, yeah. They always kind of had a cool vibe because they had, like, a pinball machine and they were, like, drinking at work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, Mm -hmm. fuck yeah. Um, They wrote an article about me uh, two years ago when I did that roast for my birthday. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And that was kind of a big deal for me. I was like, what? Okay. Nice, yeah. Um, I was just gonna say, like, um, Genevieve Mueller had a like a, a whole oh, yeah. piece that was part of like doing comedy stuff for the alibi, and that was like a huge help. Like, and she interviewed like oh, wow. big people who were coming to town, and like got a chance to like really showcase them and show that we were like doing big things here and i really thought that was amazing yeah oh, it always awesome. it always made like the alibi always kind of seemed to me uh <laughs> nice mm-hmm. jack handy for sure for no sure. shit like that that makes me jealous because when i was a kid growing up it was like deep thoughts with jack handy <laughs> yeah, and uh, if you ever like if you're anybody listening to this show if you ever like if you don't know what that means it was a thing that was on snl and they did you know they put out a book as well and one of my favorites was the Disneyland one where he's like, my nephew really wanted to go to Disneyland. So he cried and cried and cried. Or no, he's like, so then I finally said I would take him and I took him to this burn old, burnt out old warehouse and said, oh, no, Disneyland burnt down. He cried and cried and cried. But deep down, I think he thought it was a really good joke, you know, <laughs> like just like really fucked up like thing. And uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> nice to go. That's my favorite one, too. Deep down, my I think favorite- he- my favorite Jack Handy joke is like, if God lives inside of us, like I believe he does, then I hope he likes enchiladas because that's what he's getting. Nice. <laughs> but uh, I always thought the alibi was kind of like that, that whenever I first moved here, you know, it was like it was like the newspaper for us. It was like, you know, the Albuquerque Journal is like this fucking ultra conservative, whatever bullshit. And, it, and the alibi was kind of for us. But then as like time went on, it just kind of, yeah, it, it just kind of watered down a little bit. And I felt sad about well, it. I mean- Denver had like Westworld, and then we yeah. had the alibi. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Westworld has actually like gone on to do so many things that have gone on to support their comedy scene too. Which oh really? I'm, yeah. That's yeah. true. So that's kind of why I was like, you know, I'd like to get this Pat Davis on and talk to him because I'm like, you know, is your heart on? You know, are you guys going to be on the pulse, or are you just going to be like, you know, trying to copy what they did, but like in a shallower, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Who knows. I would like to see somebody buy the alibi, and then, but you know, you don't know how you know how that's going to go because, like you were saying, the local IQ at the same time as the yeah. alibi, and it was just like it was it was too much. Like there was not an. I knew a lot of people who were on local IQ. Yeah, so and did I. they just couldn't. You know, it was just too much anymore. You know, and we have the Albuquerque the magazine, and we have we had you know the alibi. I don't know anybody who does Albuquerque the magazine. Do you guys know anybody who does that? My fiance. Really? Well, you, now. Oh, so now we'll know if you win Best Comedian. In, oh, I'm just kidding. Listen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I Thank put you. that out in the universe, Christopher. Well, I specifically was like, do I, the, the, 
can I not? I don't. I'll yeah. Oprah if I need an Oprah, and I won't <laughs> go over things. And then they were like, no, that's not like what it's about, or like. Yeah. So, I'm just kidding though. So how do you feel? How do you guys really feel about those contests? Those like best local blah. I mean, I have thoughts. Yeah. I have. Um, I don't know. A couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe three years ago. So the year before Greg won, it got kind of dumb. Like, it got really, like, everybody got butthurt because, you know, nobody was campaigning. Nobody was, like, talking about it. And that's kind of how those things work is and, and if you, you want yeah. to win, yeah. you know, yeah. you're supposed to, like, direct traffic to their w- publication or whatever. And I just, you know, they didn't put a comedian that year. Oh, I remember it, dude. I remember that. They literally didn't have, it was like one vote for everybody. Oh. And everybody got so mad and they were talking horribly to each other. And then right. it, it kind of became this like pissing match. Oh, yeah. Of like, well, how dare you run for best comedian because I don't see you at all the open mics. And how dare you? Instead of letting it be something that's fun and lighthearted and brings attention to comedy, like it turned into this stupid thing. Then I'm like, guys, this isn't an Academy Award. It's not running for presidency. You know, if you get nominated and you didn't nominate yourself, that should feel good. That was was 2017. Who's who's speakers are? I hear I hear reverb from somebody. Oh, that might be me. Okay, so that was 2017 because that was the last year we won Best Local Podcast. And everybody would be like, oh, man, you guys, you know, the funny thing about that was is there was never a best local podcast category. Not even a category. Yeah. No. But we would we would write in and then we would tell people to write in and we wanted yeah. and, and they and they let us win five times. But the crazy thing about that is, and you know, this is deep in the show. So if you've made it this far, then you deserve to get this information. So. For me, it's like. What you can tell someone that's not a lie and that helps you is always is always good. So if someone says like – and it's funny. I've used this many times. Like people are like, oh, you have a podcast? I go, yeah, we've been voted uh, best local podcast in the aisle by five years, which we have. Yeah. And then they go, oh, wow. Awesome. That, that's great. And then they mm-hmm. regurgitate that and they regurgitate that. And you know, you don't say, well, we had to write in and then tell our friends all to write us in. Yeah. But – that's but that's that's the that's the game and yeah, they want yeah and they want so whenever like those magazines and whatever they whenever um say like you know the alibi now that they're you know defunct or whatever we'll, we'll see when uh-huh. they when they put out this contest and they say we're gonna find the best in albuquerque what their real goal is is they want you to buy advertisement yeah, well, of course. Yeah. Yeah, and their thing is, is like they'll say uh, best uh, breakfast burrito, and you know, say Golden Pride wins it. They tell Golden Pride before the magazine comes out, "Hey, you guys are in the top three, or they tell them they won. I don't know. <laughs> they tell them one of the two. Mm-hmm. Would you guys? I think they tell them they won, or they'll say, or they'll say you're the top five, or whatever. And they say, would you like to take out an ad in the alibi that says voted best local burrito in breakfast burrito in Albuquerque? Well, of course, Golden Pride's going to be like, yeah, fuck yeah, we do. (laughs) 
and that's that's advertisement. That's I mean, it's business, though. That's, that's business, business. Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. No, no, no. There's but I, but nothing I, wrong with shameless right. self promotion. I'm just, Sorry I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not condemning <laughs> it. Shame. I'm not condemning it. I'm just explaining how it works to like regular people because like regular people don't they they it's all it's weird it's all pro wrestling at the end of the day it's all like it's all like you know how are we tricking you into like you know buying into this thing which is fine and i'm totally and i and for me i love it but like i because i use it i'd be like oh we've won best local podcast five times and people are like oh yeah nice you know my bar got uh Best new bar, mm-hmm. which wasn't a category until yeah. we paid the alibi. Yeah, mm. yeah. But I will say, like, best local comedian didn't exist. Right. And there was a write-in category for it. Okay. That when I started doing comedy, I was like, dude, the best thing that we yeah. could have happen for what we want to do as an art form is to have this be a category. And so then I yeah. had people write it in, and it became a thing. And then the next year. It was like legitimately part of things where they're like, "Oh, yeah. come!" I didn't even know if that was happening, so we'll do it. So and that's huge. See, you pulled it off. I could, I could never get it. Pull it off. I mean, you have though. No, they would never add the category. We always yeah. would have to write it in, but then they would do best local beard, and I'm like, "Are you shitting me? We have podcasts here, so you like we never once." got the alibi to put that as a category and then they stopped doing the best thing that we forgot so then we're done we couldn't do it anymore mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so we were done they just won't put it in there which is crazy to me it's the most saturated first of all you know it's the most saturated media that exists right now and they wouldn't add it like like you have i mean you're on more than are you on one podcast or more than one me yeah uh right now one, but one. I've got a couple that are still. But you see what on. I'm saying? Like it's like one of those things where it's like they never like no one has ever added that as a thing. Uh-huh. And when we did, uh, what was that year? What year was that? Was it 2017, Holly? When we did that podcast um, festival? I want to uh, say so. We had a podcast festival at the at the press club. We had oh, 18, that was 2016. 2016. 2016. We had 18 local podcasts at the press club. So you're telling me there's no category, but we have 18 podcasts just at this one festival. That doesn't include the churches. That doesn't include all the you know whatever weird podcasts that are out there. And oh, so I'm hearing there may be one. Mm-hmm. Oh, they said they, they would add the category. But like the fact that you got that, like if you're saying that that's how you got it done and it happened, that's awesome. I think you that's kick ass. That's because Sarah gets things done. That's just how how she is. She kicks ass. (laughs) So tell us, tell us how. So now you've you've come into podcasting. I love podcasting. Right. (laughs) It's you know it's one of those things where it's weird. Like it's you know when I started doing it, people were like. "Ah, know about that and then now it's like this is the greatest thing of mine and 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 i'm glad like you know because i can go start a a a thing that hopefully helps people do it so how do you feel comedy like being a comedian has like helped you move into the podcasting world well comedy has no value (laughs) so the best thing you can do is like just like figure out another thing 
Kelly, she, she was making a meat dinner, which is what I was eating just now. Um, ah. <laughs> um, comedy, you. if you're a comedian, the best thing that you can do is parlay that into something else. So the best thing that you can do is like um, try to diversify as much as possible. Whichever one catches fire, follow it. Podcasting is a real great place for that, especially here in New Mexico. Like you guys are the premier media experience. <laughs> do you really think that? I mean, I, mean, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, we've been exactly. around. Um, and so I'm, I'm willing to be a guest on it and repeat it as much as possible. Um, but also, like, you guys really were, like, the first yeah. New Mexico podcast that is, like, established. And yeah. then there's, like, potential problems. And then there's, like, yeah. other podcasts. Which, which I love those guys. Those guys are fantastic. Absolutely. They're yeah. great. And, like, so podcasts can happen. Yeah. Albuquerque podcast means that you guys have to do like some extra social work and you guys have done that and you guys have done it for so long that that is why you guys have the cred that you have. Yeah. Um, I do podcasts based on whatever my hyperfixation at the moment is. So I did one about Ellen and I did one about Taylor Swift and I like right now I have a client that I do one for like um, wellness and intentionality and like a whole bunch of like shamanist stuff it's a, but I, I don't mind chasing whatever that's about but you guys do it as part of our community and yeah. that is why you guys end up getting like recognition and end up getting exactly what you deserve to get it's because you guys are part of what wait a minute is that a threat are someone coming for us no, I'm just kidding <laughs> you gotta get what you deserve Chris I'm just kidding. I'm giving you this award, which is the Golden Candle. Oh, nice! Oh, and congratulations, you've won it out of all the. <laughs> that would be awesome. Though. Like, you're, you're Chris, you're gonna, you guys are gonna get what you deserve. I'm telling you. And they're like, we're like, oh, nice, and, we're, and they're like, mm, okay, okay. You guys work hard. You guys yeah. do stuff. We do, yeah. You guys pivot when there's like changes in things. You guys adapt to. Uh, media changes and also it like incorporate things that need to be incorporated as we move forward in just time. Yeah. And that is more than a lot of people do here. At it's tough. It's so. a tough deal, man. And that, you know, changes the evolution, you know, evolu- you know, you got to always like move and you know, Santa Fe brewing calls and they're like, Hey, we want you to come up and film uh, us eating a, the hottest gummy bear on the planet. Okay. Well, fucking we'll come in, which, you know, they cheated and fucked it all up. It's fine. <laughs> Do they? Okay, Sarah. They drink Everclear. They drink Everclear to kill the heat. First of all, that's crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it What's that? They just switched up whatever one heat was for yeah. the other. That's what I said. Yeah. They were like, I was like, so we're sitting there setting up, right, last Friday. And uh, someone's like, you have the Everclear? And I like kind of look over and I was like, what the fuck? And then Holly's like, what, what's wrong? Is it not working? And I was like, no, they said Everclear. And one of them goes, yeah, it counteracts the, the heat. And I go, yeah, because your face is numb. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when your face is numb, nothing is hot. You know, you're like, oh. But they, they did. They drank Ever- shots of Everclear to counteract the cap- capsaicin. Capsaicin, yeah. Capsaicin. And it, and it did. And so they went from like, they could have had, we could have had this really funny like show where they're just dying. So they were like, yeah, I can't even. It doesn't. It's not even hot anymore. Within like twenty minutes, it's like shit, man. You know what? You know yeah, what I mean. To the, point, to the point where they're like, <clears throat> "Let's do another one." 
Yeah, and so they went and got the hottest like chocolates out of someone's car because I don't know what they do up at Santa Fe Brewing. They just like <laughs> order the hottest shit off of the internet and then like want to eat it because that was the third thing that they'd done. And then and then they again drank the Everclear. Didn't fucking wasn't hot for them. It's like yeah, they're all that wasn't as hot. Yeah, I think it's a chocolate as they take a shot of it. No, and I, and, and I really appreciate you saying that because that's a lot coming you know from you because you're kind of like a. You know, in the comedy scene of Albuquerque, I would say you're probably like one of the most well-known. Like you're the kind of the lead. When you left, I was like, oh wow, you know, she's going off to, you know, be, you know, you were like, I'm moving to because you and you did it right. You're like, I'm moving to New York. That's where comedy is. Yep. Yeah, we were like, New York oh or God. L.A. Right. There, Sarah Kennedy left. Where's our comedy? I will scene? say that I I have called Sarah my comedy yeah. fairy godmother. Yeah. A number of times. I lent her. I lent her Jeez. a VGA cable once at the art bar, and I was like, "Here you go, thanks." Later. Do you remember that? I took, I took it to New York and I put googly eyes on it, yeah. and it got a chance to see so much of New York, and it really had a great time. So <laughs> I was like, "Someone's well, like, someone's like, we need a VGA cable at the art bar. Do you have one?" I was like, "Yeah," and I showed up, and it was for you. I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, absolutely." VGA cables are. Um, I don't know. They're like you can adopt them and like take them into like experiences, and hopefully you pay them forward. Yeah. Which is, I don't. I'm sorry if you thought that it was going to come back to you. No, but. no, absolutely no. It's a VGA cable. Those are. <laughs> I have. I probably have thirty of them. But uh, I was. But that, that was the good old art bar days, man. We we were all. We were all fighting. You know, we were all like uh, struggling together in the old art bar days. Art bar. Uh, Oh, go ahead, Sarah. No, Holly, I want to hear your perspective. Oh, I just, I'm still stuck on that. You put googly eyes on the VGA cable. No, she was joking. <laughs> I said um, she was. No, I no because now my brain, Tig Notaro in her documentary talked about things your brain can't move on from. Oh. And now googly eyes on that cable is just, I can't move on from that. I find that anytime you borrow anything from anybody, you should put googly eyes on it immediately so that you like recognize it as human, and then you like will never forget like the meaning behind it, and you must give it back to the person that it belongs to. Oh, so no, good for the cable. Yeah. I just remember. So, do you remember like the end of the art bar? Were you there for that? I was in New York when it closed, but I remember being like, oh. I will tell you what happened. Please. Not not in the facet. Like I, I actually do know what happened to the art bar, but I'll tell you I, uh, from a – so we heard – like James was there. So we heard yeah. about a week before that it was going to close, but that was supposed yeah. to be on the down low, right? So no one was supposed to know that. And so Except we, everyone did. Yeah, but we didn't, let the, we didn't let the owners know that we knew. So we just kept telling everyone – Come to this show. If you ever wanted to come see us live, come to this one. And they were like, yeah? I'm like, yes. And so Shastin, one of the owners, was there. And she's just like, I got to tell you, tonight's the last one. And we're like, what? <laughs> and then, of course, so then we, you know, oh, no. we, so then we start drinking like, and do the show. And then we get done with the show. And we're like, well, I guess we got a party. And so she's like over. She goes behind the bar and we're just trying to like drink as much alcohol as we possibly can. Like I'm like 
maybe you should just pour us all shots. And she's like, I should. And just like starts pouring them. And it was, it was probably terrible of us, but we, you know, we lived it up that night. But, um, what had happened was, is you know how they were a, uh, a social, a social private bar. <laughs> so they, they did an event where they, Oh they, yeah. Speaking of the alibi. Well, right. So they were, they were charging people to get into an event. And they were calling it like a temporary membership. Mm, and yeah, S- SID too. came in and they popped them for that. Mm-hmm. So then they, the second one, that one they kind of deserved. The second one was really bullshit, though. The second one is they were hosting some event there that wasn't there. Like someone else was, you know, had, had decided to book the place. And the alibi wrote an article about the event and the SID said that that was an advertisement for the event <laughs> and they called no. that the second strike and if you get a third strike you lose your liquor license you're done yeah well two no. of, two of the owners of the art bar were like owners of tractor and mm-hmm. you know you don't really want to lose a liquor license so they just said nah we're done cuz if you got they they you know if they got a third one they were done and i mean well, and the SID, coming from somebody who worked at, like, a private bar place, yeah. SID really doesn't like those liquor licenses. No. And I, I And I will tell you that right now. And so, especially, like, one of the places that has been grandfathered in on a number of laws. Um, so, like, when I was assistant manager at a place like that, it was like we were paranoid because... SID really just wants to take your liquor license. They're done with these private clubs. They, you know, um, you know they can pop you for, huh? Um, I worked at a place that had a canopy license, and it's like oh. one of only like 12 in the state. Oh, wow. And if you ever used it, like they came after you hardcore. Because oh, they wow. just wanted to get rid of it. Really? Yeah. Question. Yes. Hi. Um, thanks. Um, okay. <laughs> I, um, so, okay. So everything that's going on with right now with this social club. Oh yeah. That's sad. They're literally yeah. one of the last gay bars in the country. Social yes. clubbers. Yeah. Like there, there was 16 at the beginning of COVID and uh, now they're down to like less than 10, I think. Yeah. Across the country. Well, social clubs closed, right? Well, they're closed, but they owe $60,000 in back taxes, Uh and then maybe they can get things going again if they can get past that. Oh, okay. I like the social club, yeah. So that makes me wonder, like, I don't know. So much of their money trouble seems like um, self-imposed. Do you think that there's, like, really an opportunity for them to come back because like i i mean they're one of the last gay bars in the country well, like, when you and say- and the history but it, like of social club mm-hmm. here in albuquerque is like such a beautiful history as well it was like mm-hmm. one of the only safe places um i forget when they opened but it was yeah. you know it was pretty early um and I think they have such a rich history, and it would be so sad to see them go. But I think they, I think they could if they raised the money. Mm-hmm. When you say, but they have to be willing to yeah. raise the money and, and, then, make and then and then pay their taxes. Apparently, yeah. yeah. I mean, sixty thousand dollars sounds pretty steep. Mm. I was very excited about it too. I remember, like, I remember being like, 
Oh man, a gay bar closing? Come on, we can help them out with rent. The same way, the way we like helped out other venues or like yeah. Fox or any other place. Oh, yeah. oh, I mean, that's how the Atomic was at the end. There was two different events. One was for the rent and one was for the back taxes. Yeah. But yeah, but that's the whole thing too. Is like by the end of it, it was just like, oh, we've done like the board for yeah. the social club was like, we've done everything. We've thought about everything that we could possibly do. Yeah. So my question. Like, and then a couple, yeah. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. A couple weeks later, they were just like, listen, I would love to come back. We would love to come back as a bar, please. And then um, here's the money, and like, let's make it happen. And I'm, I specifically, like personally, was just like $61,000. That's so <gasps> much. It's not. I don't think it is. I mean, Did we ever pay taxes? Right. That's a lot in back taxes. Let me ask you, you, you keep know? saying it's like one of the last gay bars. I mean, are you talking about like social club-wise? Because, like, I mean, there's, you know, the, there's like the... Uh, effects and there's uh, what's the other place the sidewinders sidewinders yeah uh, also I've been like um, <laughs> I've been corrected from my fiance who says that there are only 16 lesbian bars in the United oh, States oh okay I was like I was like okay. there are more but the social club is also like a historical one that needs yes to- no it's really funny because like uh, the the guy that I the, one of the guys I went to college with uh, one of my one of my fraternity brothers who's gay like. He, he he moved here and he's lived here and like he, I don't know I, I I don't think it's a hard it was a hard place to get into because like one night he was like he was like he moved back to Albuquerque and he's like my goal when I moved back to Albuquerque is I want to go to the social club and I was like the one on Central I was like yeah I MC to show there and he's like you've been to the social club and I was like yes and he's like <laughs> and he's like I've tried to get in there I was like why would they not let you in I mean buy a membership yeah. That's- it's yeah. not that easy. Or go with somebody. I mean, you know, people can sign you in. Mm-hmm. But I, I love the social club so I much. It. I love so, it. I love the layout of it. I love it. So that's I the, love the community. I love everything about it. I've played shows there. It's a nice place. I, I remember it because I emceed a show where you did, where Smiley did uh, uh, Aztec dancing. Yeah. Out on the dance floor. Amazing. I got my you guys didn't know. Yeah. There. It, was, it was awesome. Uh, there's only two gay bars in Albuquerque now, though. Yeah, you are correct. Yeah, because like the Sidewinders, which moved. Am I wrong that it moved to the old uh, Pulse Pulse building? Is that no? What's that? Martini Grill. Oh, that's where. It, yes, because I saw it the other day and I was like, "Is that the old?" Because I, you know, I forget where the old Pulse building was. Um, Pulse keeps like trying to be like, "Uh, you guys miss Pulse? We'll open up Pulse again," and then it's like a pop up event, and then it's like gone again. And oh, really? Like, Oh. But didn't that guy like like he died right? So- oh yeah, Vince. Died. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I I was actually I was at their uh, pop up event. I was a bartender in their uh, in blue <laughs> for the pop up event. <laughs> that place had been completely gutted. Yeah. We had to build our own bar. It was it was me Nate, me and Nate Santa Maria just had to like get okay. like milk crates. With bottles on it. Okay. So well, we could bartend. Well, I have a, I have a question for Kelly then, who who says there's only two left, because I thought there was I thought there was uh, Sidewinders, I thought there was Effects, and I thought that they opened one where across from where the old oh. Maloney's was. Did that one close already? It closed. But yeah. Closed. Yeah, because that if that's a cursed spot. It's like nothing. Because like I what was that called? Uh, that one was called like. Lips, <laughs> like something that was yeah. like um, yeah. It started it, with an L, and it was like 
Yeah, it was I swear, right I swear, every time I walk by that place, it's something different. It is. Like yeah. it was a Latino bar, and then it was that, and then now, like I, I walked by the other day, and I was we like, we had a really, we had a really weird open mic in that place mm-hmm. uh, when it was called Chamucos. I don't even know that Chimucos. one. Yeah, I never heard of that name. And that was like the weirdest open mic, I think. Yeah. No, actually, the weirdest open mic was the one in uh what is that bar on the corner there that that building is right behind it has all that weird wallpaper sauce or raw or posh no posh posh open mic in posh and then they moved us to chamuco's but the one in posh was so bizarre really all the wallpaper and the moving lights god damn so what Kelly's talking about is like there was a like oh a coffee shop that was like up by self serve on Central. Okay. And no, wait, 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 wait. The the old self serve or the new one? Well, kind of right, like right on the corner between the two of them. So like oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. one was, it was on that same side of the street, but then it was kind of catty corner to where the new one ended up. But it was oh, okay. right there where they had done like the cool intersection with like the rainbow. Uh, yeah. 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 And uh, so not only did those assholes with the uh, motorcycles just, like, go in and just, like, ruin whatever the color of the crosswalk was, they went after that coffee shop like there was no tomorrow. And they, like, put literal poop in the air, like, in the air, in the, in the AC. And, well, like, what's the point of that? You know? What? What's the it's fucking point To be that? hateful. It's yeah. a violence. It's, so- it's yeah. a benign violence. If there's a benevolence, it's just uh, hateful and awful. Yeah, that's Uh, terrible. That's terrible. You know, and it's, uh, you know, it's a sad thing. It's, you know, but in the crazy thing, too, is because, like, you know, you're saying there's only two places now left. And the problem with um, uh, what's the one downtown? Um, Yeah. Dude, every time I walk by that place, whenever it's not pandemic, there's a line down the street. Like you can't get in, and I think they like raise the price to get in too. It's like twenty bucks, something shit like that, and it's like man, you know. So I feel like it's kind of like not as you know, like it, it's more of a club club than it is just you know a gay and lesbian club. It's just a club club, you know, and that kind of sucks because every time because uh, you know because I look at it and I'm like, well, I would never go there. It's like a line to get in, like for two hours to get in, you know, shit. I was in I was in Cloudcroft yesterday, and uh, so my parents live in Cloudcroft, and so this would have been the weekend of the big Aspencade in Rio Doso, and they didn't have it, but all the people still came, and so there were thousands of bikers. So my parents' town is just was just full of bikers. So we go over to the brewery, and we walk in the brewery door, and the lady goes, "It's an hour and forty five minute wait to get in," and I'm like, "Yes, uh, no, we're gonna say no." <laughs> and we walk out, and my dad's like, "What's going on?" I was like, "We're leaving," <laughs> you know. We're not gonna fucking even try to do that. So that's what I feel okay. like when I when I see like effects. I'm like, Jesus, you know. It's like crippling. You see a line halfway down the block. You're like, Ah, no, no. Well, I mean, I will say. Um, Good for them, though. You know. They've also like, I mean, so effects used to just be like the warehousey part on the bottom. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then they were like, "Oh, we're also the balcony." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, we got a little bit more money. Now we're like this like kind of loungy space mm-hmm. that has more 
IKEA furniture right here. Then they opened After Effects downtown, like Mm -hmm. like downstairs. Side effects. Side effects. Side wonders. No, no side effects. Yeah, side effects. And then they owned now the space that had um, the burrito place. Uh, Last last call. Last last call. So they owned it, and they were able to like it went from being like a Schlotsky's to being like a local space, which honestly is like a a a total boon. Um, what was it? Was they owned it in the last call? People were there. Yeah. Last so call, were people were not very good people, though. Well, you know, they're yeah. they're a business on their own business. Sure, sure. They're doing their own thing. Yeah. They just have the space that, you know, yeah. gave people... They were rented or whatever. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And, you know, FXX also had, like, the best taco truck in Albuquerque right outside of it, like, five years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, so, Carly, the, like, owner of it, has things going all the time and then also has some office space up there that she like rents out to other people isn't she also one of the people that owns like salt yards and stuff too yeah so she like made all those salt yards happen and then also she was part of like the economic um planning committee that the governor put in place to be like let's do this responsibly yeah and i would say she's probably a pretty good voice on that panel yeah yeah there's nothing about effects. It's like trying to push things or trying to like be weird about stuff. She right. like, like, no, no, no. I just like, I just don't ever want to go. Cause like, I'm like, it's like the line is too, that's a, that line is way too big. Well, if that's ever it's, the case, go to after effects because yeah. no, I like yeah. side effects. I love dude. Side, side effects has the best wings I've ever had. So good. And like, they have real DJs that play there and like real yeah. music stuff. Yeah. That- yeah. Counts. No, no, I, I love like it. everything about effects. I like side effects. I love that side effect. I go in there. I was like, I'm sad that it's like not open for eating. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where's the? Because I live downtown. I'm like, well, I want to fight. Because there's, you know, there's you're kind of in a food desert area downtown. Like you can eat, you can eat lunch. There's lots of lunch places, but like dinner time is like, you know, and this five oh five five oh. Was it 505 Central? I, I cannot wait for it to open. Mm-hmm. And they put in the patios. like So on 5th and Central, next to uh, – uh, what's that coffee shop? Uh, Humble. 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 I kept wanting to say Humboldt. But Humble, mm-hmm. like they've they're, – they're on the corner right next to it, and they just like literally put in like patios, like, like a sidewalk patio, kind of like uh, uh, Old Blackbird slash uh, – mm-hmm. Red Door has getting ready to open it. So I'm excited. It's going to be like multiple different eating places. It's going to be so cool. I'm, I'm so excited for it. It's like uh, exactly what downtown needs. Well, and it's like, it's like that's the new style of thing now. Are these like warehouse food, court. uh, food courts mm-hmm. with a tap room slash brewery on it? Because you have mm-hmm. you have you know green jeans which kind of started it, mm-hmm. then you have uh, sawmill market, mm-hmm. which the pints are too damn high. Give me a break. <gasps> the, a, a beer there is seven dollars. Pints are too damn high. And we then you like have it. you have Tin yeah. Can Alley, Tin Can Alley, which I actually got to go to last weekend, and I liked it a lot. There was definitely some cosmetic things I thought were a little weird, but I liked it a lot. Um, and the beers were five. Huh? Tin cans. No, 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 no. Like you can, if you look up in the rafters, you can see like 
the exposed pressed wood. And I was like, that's oh. a weird choice. <laughs> you know, like I get like the industrial thing, but like seeing like the wood, you know, that, that shitty wood. But anyway, the beers were not seven fifty, so or seven bucks. I was pretty happy about that. But that, <laughs> well, the pints aren't too damn high. Yeah. So and I'll so, do wood and and so like getting appropriately priced right. So <laughs> getting one downtown I think is, is is would be fantastic, you know? So yeah. And when you're cruising you want to pull over and have some food, you know. <laughs> A nice Sunday night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's weird how like on Should Sunday nights they, they they now close it all off now. It's weird. It's very odd. Living downtown is an odd thing. What's that? Yeah, oh yeah. They block it off on Friday oh, night, well. Saturday night, and Sunday night because they want the cruisers not to drive down Central. It's weird. That's that's rude. That's I know, right? Dude, I remember going to the Blackbird back in the day, or we would do shows, and the door was open, and like someone would fucking pop that uh, lowrider up on the on the oh, three yeah. wheel. And I and I always thought it was the coolest shit, man. I was like, that is so you know, because that's that's us, that's our culture, you know. I don't know. I thought it was too many great. Karens complaining about all the things. I got shot downtown. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, you don't belong. Go back to the Heights. I'm when just I, kidding. When I worked at um, when I worked at the Heights downtown, like I would tell people. Like, is there anything you can do tonight? I was like, well, you can, like, just walk a block over, and there's going to be a, a parade yeah. of cars. Yeah. They're like, seriously? Yeah. Just yes. go over there. Yeah. They'll be there. Uh, like, oh, my God. That was so cool. Looks like Shit's Creek has won a bunch of awards at the Emmys. Someone nice. just called it uh, the Shit Creek <laughs> Emmys. The Shit Creek Awards show. Uh, oh, yeah. Other, other breaking news. There is a new James Bond. Boom. Tom Hardy. There's a what? Tom Hardy's going to be the new James Bond. Looks like it. What? Yeah. Hamster's going to lose his mind. He Tom Hardy is the new James Bond replacing Daniel Craig. I do like Tom Hardy, though. Yeah. I think. I love, I love Tom Hardy. He's great. I didn't like Daniel Craig as James Bond. Hated it. <laughs> Hated it. Me too. Thank you. Let me see. Let me see how old Tom Hardy is. I've read like all twenty of the original novels. Forty-three. Daniel Craig does not look like James Bond. Mm. <laughs> right? I don't know. Who Tom looks the most like him based on the novels? What's that? What's that? Who looks most like him? Probably uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan was honestly like yeah. the most mm-hmm. spot on. And he's the best James Bond. I think. <sighs> Strong yeah. words. Strong words. Roger Moore. But. Timothy Dalton. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one, too. Timothy Dalton also yeah. looks like James Bond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. descriptions from the novels. He's supposed to have a long face, dark hair, dark eyes. Like <laughs> Old long face. <laughs> Old long face. He's, he's got a horse <laughs> face. Uh, Anyone can have a long face. Uh, so, I've got to, before we go, I've got to talk about this, man. Rural, rural uh, America. Put a face mask on. I went down to visit my parents. And everywhere I went, just fucking nobody's wearing them. And it's 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 alarming. It is alarming. And then my dad. My dad's like 73 years old. And we're like going to a hardware store. And someone's holding a face mask. And my dad's like, you ain't supposed to hold it. It's supposed to go on your face. Like to the guy. <laughs> and, like, and I'm like, and I'm like. 
I'm the guy who's going to have to fight him, Dad. Come on. <laughs> he Thank you for volunteering you know, me. For yeah, this. my dad's like, you know, and the guy's like, I'll wear it if I want to, you know, and I'm just like, and I'm like, shut up. Come on. The, you know, a the- flap. <laughs> Here's the deal. A <laughs> flap of fabric over mm. your face. Yeah. I promise you mm-hmm. is not. No impeding on your rights in any way shape or form yeah i promise but when we're walking up to the hardware store and the guy in full camo is not wearing a mask my dad's like goes on your face not in your hands and i'm just like and i'm like come on and the guy's like what you know and my dad's like you heard what i said my dad, my, no fuck no he's not but like I, my dad's not gonna I fight him i'm gonna that. fight you know and I was just like, son Any of a day bitch. Of the week, if your I... dad started to fight, I would finish it. I know, but you know. <laughs> and uh, he did a couple times, like, uh, <laughs> you know, there was a couple situations where I was with my dad, and I'm, my dad just fucking spouts off. He don't give a shit. And my dad yeah. was a Marine Vietnam, which, awesome. Like, you were, you know, I get it. You were, like, you know, a badass. But now he's, like, to that level of his life where he's not, but he's still got the attitude. He's just like. And I, and I was with him because, like, everywhere we went, no one had a fucking mask on. It was unbelievable. Here's the alarming thing, too, though, is it's not just rural America anymore either. I went to yeah. Target. Really? And somebody, like, walked up to me and Danny, and they were, like, saying how cute Danny is. And, like, we're wanting to shake hands with her. And I'm like, excuse me, you're not wearing a mask. Get away from my child. But they shouldn't mm-hmm. have let him in like, there. get away. Why were and they, they literally called me paranoid and crazy. Mm. Nope. At a target. like. But why were they just there? put it on your face. I thought they wouldn't even let them in. Well, well, what, what happens you is, take it off once you get yeah. inside. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But That's you what... want to see me freak out, come and talk to my daughter without a face mask on, I will punch you so hard. Like, Why? We're yeah. wearing our masks to do our part to protect yeah. you. You know. I don't get it, man. But everywhere I went, like I would go to, you know, stopping at gas, and I would, and I would look, and I'd be like, you know, like you do, like you go to a, you know, you're like, I'm gonna stop and get gas. Maybe I'll go in and get a water. Maybe I'll go use the bathroom. And I would just look at every person walking in, no mask, and I'd be like, nope. Where is this? Is this uh, Cloudcroft? No, it was uh, everywhere. It was all New Mexico that I stopped at. Cloudcroft, uh, Carrizozo, um, anywhere. I stopped My poor kid is covered in hand sanitizer, like, the whole time we are out. Like, I'm just like... You're just spraying Lysol in the kid's face. You're all... (laughs) Right in the kid's face. Because I am so scared. Your kid's all coughing and everybody's like, they have the COVID? No, they have Lysol lung. (laughs) (laughs) you know they just have a fresh coating of lysol right in their lungs (laughs) that's just crazy to me i read i read something today that like uh, you know because like i have friends like do you guys have friends like sarah are are you going out at all like do you go to like you said you go to bozy and you go before anyone shows up and then you leave Uh so I, I go out and i'll go to like places and the thing is is i abide by what the governor says to do mm-hmm. but i but i have friends that are like you're part of the problem and i'm like but i'm doing everything they say i should do now mm-hmm. here and they're like well i'm not going out until there's a vaccine sure. well i feel like too many people think a vaccine is like a hundred percent good to go 
and I read this thing from Fauci today. He said mm-hmm. that if a if a when they do have when they do have a vaccine, best case scenario seventy percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. which would be better than actually the flu vaccine, which doesn't have that kind of percentage. So to me, it's like if we're if we're if you're not going to go out till the vaccine comes out, but the vaccine's only seventy percent. That's still like not good. I mean, how do yeah, you? Yeah, but it's also, I mean, that's seventy percent better than now. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, yeah. But yeah. but I have that's friends that are like, but we so it's we have not a hundred percent, right? But, but it's good enough. It's better than nothing. <laughs> but we have friends that make it seem like once the vaccine's out, everything's cured, and it's like that's well, not the case. Yeah. They're just putting that out as like the next guidepost. Like they're yeah. like, there's no way in hell I would even think about getting yeah. a haircut or doing some stuff or like whatever until one even exists. Yeah. And then they'll reassess. Yeah. But <laughs> until then, they're not even gonna. Yeah. Which is a valid choice, I think. Like what I've been telling everybody, like people, I have gone out a couple of times and people have been like, oh, I thought you were like all about this COVID safety, blah, blah, blah. Well, if you're following what they say you should do. But also, here's the thing. There are also my friends who are bartenders, who are servers, who are trying oh, to, like, feed their families right now. Yeah. And I have to walk that line. Yeah. Now, do we take Danny to restaurants? Absolutely not. No. That's kind of our hard line. But I'll go to a restaurant every now and then as long as I'm following the safety thing. Right. But right. if there's a huge line out the door, I probably won't no, go. No, absolutely not. Yeah. But we just have to be patient with each other, and as long as they're following the guidelines, if you're not wearing a mask, I have no respect yeah. for you. But if you're, you know, if you're following all the guidelines, like we have to be really delicate with each other because this is this is a hard thing, yeah. um, you know. So don't judge anybody who's following the guidelines and going to restaurants, and don't judge anybody who wants to stay in. Yeah. But I will say the, the four of us right now, and most of the people who are probably watching at home would be the type of people who would like sell their soul to be able to like go out regularly. Yes. I, I literally, yes. you know, I it. Miss nightlife more than anything. You I miss get to watch like local bands yeah. and like yes. getting to just be at sister and get some tacos before going somewhere else. I miss anodyne before the sun sets and you get like to really appreciate all the plants. Mm. I literally miss like late night MIPD when it's a window that you just can get like a thing the, the same tacos that I was talking about outside of FX. I, I miss yeah. Lindy's the next morning. Hash browns and like whatever you want. I miss downtown. I miss nightlife, including next I'm, morning. I moved I miss down here for this. Yes. Everything you're saying. For and so, a year. Like, yes, I miss dancing. I miss, I miss like paying for parking. <laughs> I miss yeah. paying for cash. I miss, there's so many things that I miss about what's going on right now. That like whatever little itch I'm able to scratch about like that one time going to like Bozy every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. That's not enough. Like that's not even scratching the surface of like being able to use my membership at the um Actually uh, she's wrong. Sister actually had you can sit down and eat. You can sit outside. Yeah. And like we got mm-hmm. tacos to go home. Yeah. And like Kelly's talking about it right now. Mm-hmm. So like we mm-hmm. got some build your own tacos at home from oh. sister specifically because oh, we're like build your own? Oh, and so I was like, I, I will not rest until the things that I love downtown yeah. are still safe right. and 
ready for the next phase of things that are going out. Um, so I've been working a lot on, on the, on the, on the, in the behind the scenes with Launchpad, mm-hmm. help helping out. Um, and so a lot of people, if they, if they re, if you know, I, I can't stress this enough. These guys are doing live streaming music correctly. And I, and I love all artists and I love all musicians, but man, streaming to Facebook and streaming to YouTube on your cell phone is awful. So it's hard. Launchpad, they have their own they have their own YouTube channel. And man, they just did a show this weekend for uh, CLN, CLN Kids. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't watched it, it's fucking fantastic. It's great. And the production, so Chris Walsh from uh, Prison Bitch and Barney Lopez from uh, Red Light Cameras are the guys who are, and I can't think of the guy's name who does the audio. So I lend them, I, I'm using a, a GoPro camera right here, and I have mm-hmm. a second GoPro camera. Now, when I don't have them here, they are using them. So when you mm-hmm. watch these shows, there's cameras everywhere. So that, you know, the more they can do, you know, and so this Footage. if you go to Launchpad on type in Launchpad on YouTube and they have a channel, watch them, mm-hmm. um, help them out, subscribe. They even have like a virtual audience. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm in it. <laughs> like, I'm all like, ah, you know, and yeah. um, and you can subscribe to their Patreon and become a part of that uh, uh, virtual audience. And that's because live music has to go on. And yeah. they're going to do I – don't, I don't know if they want me to announce this or not, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's late in the show. Who knows what's going on? They're going to do Night of the Living cover bands. Oh, yeah. Barney commented that mm-hmm. last night on no, my thing. So right. It's so, my most show of the year. I love it every single year. So what, so what they're going to do is is they, they've picked 12 bands, and they're going to allow those 12 bands to pick like you know what they're going to do. But what they're also going to do is, is they're going to film them doing their Night of Living cover band set. And then they're also going to let them change clothes and then do a full set as the regular band. So, no so that you can actually watch them live. So you can do both. And they're going to take the Night of Living cover band set and they're going to put them all together on one. And it in and, and I asked, I told them, I said, man, let me come. I'll help. And I'm going to go help. So I'm going to go film awesome. them. And uh we should have a watch party, Sarah and Kelly. Yeah, yeah man, we so should do it. And but I mean, they'll all be done, and then like because they're all pre-recorded, and that's the best way to do it because they can go out and they can fix the audio and bring it in. And man, I was watching that red light camera set from Friday, and fuck, it is amazing how it sounds. Yeah, like those guys kick ass. So if you guys aren't listening, you got, you know, you live local. If you don't live local, go check that shit out. You know. That and, one from Friday had the rhythms yeah, and yeah. the cameras and I felt it was like they a really good show. I felt like they marketed it kind of weird because like I didn't see all like I couldn't see like they needed to post that and I needed to see that I knew the red light cameras were going to be a part of it because I talked to Barney and I was like man I gotta I gotta you know they really need to post that like that's what's going on but I'll talk to Barney about that but man we got to keep like live music's got to keep we've got to keep those venues, man. Mm-hmm. You know? that, that was one of the things too about the box, like doing their live yeah. telethon. Oh yeah. Like, that was great. 
They yeah. make twenty thousand dollars in seven hours. That's, that's unbelievable to me. Like that's I, that's so why great. I think the social club could make their money. I think they have to. Like <laughs> they just have to. But um, yeah, like watching the box do like their stuff and like I literally watched the entire seven hours. Yeah. And I I did like a little bit in the middle of it or whatever. But at the same time, I would just remember being like, I just even seeing these people that are such part of like local art and like whatever and like they all we, you got to see each of them mm-hmm. throughout these hours and you were like man i miss these people like yeah. i miss like jason witter i miss people yeah. who are like part of this local scene so yeah. much and digital or not it's still worthwhile yeah. to check it and see what people are doing well what yeah. saddens me about like the box thing is like the box is such an amazing the box and trick lock, such mm-hmm. an amazing part of Albuquerque that yeah. so much of Albuquerque has no idea it exists. Oh, like I, I would know. go to work and they'd be like, hey, they would be like, you're a guy that knows what's going on, and they'd be like, what's going on? On uh, I, w- I want to take my wife or girlfriend out to something, and I'd be like, oh, have you ever been you're to the sh- lounge? You ever been? <laughs> you ever been to the show at uh, the mm-hmm. Box Theater on on the weekend? And they'd be like, what are you talking about? I'd be like, improv. I was like, I was like, and they'd be like, ah, improv. I'd be like, no, 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 no. I said, you know what? I'll put my reputation online. You go see this show, you will laugh and you will fucking tell other people about it. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, okay. And they're like, what's the cost on? I'd be like, ten bucks a person. <laughs> go. And I and they're like, well, how many times have you been? I'd be like, uh, probably over twenty times. <laughs> and I'd be like, it's fantastic. And so many people have no idea that that thing, like that, that any of that happens. And it saddens and me. And that their parking can be validated. <laughs> That's always yeah. my thing. If you're willing to go downtown, yeah. go to the box because your parking yeah. can be validated. Yeah. <laughs> or like Trick Lock. Like they're like, well, I, you know, I can't go to uh, Pope Joy because it's expensive. Go watch a play at Trick Lock. And, you know, yeah. you know, you could see a very high caliber play mm-hmm. at the Trick Lock Theater whenever, it was, you know, before they you know, disbanded. But I think they'll yep. be back. I well, really think yeah. they'll be back. You'll and if you're in Holland, like if you go, oh, like, you know, yes. like the Revolutions Festival has people from all over the entire yeah. freaking world. It's incredible. I'm sorry, Holly, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, it's you. okay. I and I, you know, it's just also like for for performers in this town, whether you're a comedian or an actor or improv or whatever. It was just you always felt like you were at home when you walked yeah. in that space, no matter what. Um, any of the shows that I've done over at trick lock honestly it's the least nervous i've ever been ever Mm -hmm. because it just feels like home and it's so like a little family and they love anybody who's creating anything so i think that's there it's just heartbreaking all around so i hope i hope they're gonna be okay the trick lock people though like we've had such a great it was so weird because like we got introduced by people and i think there was like a lot of like leeriness and then as time went on, like we worked together and we had such a great working relationship with the Trick Lock people. Literally, they were like, you guys ever want to use uh, our theater for any podcasting? You just let us know and you can have the, you know, we'll, we'll let you do it. And and we, we did. We drove a scooter in there. Yeah, Smiley was riding a oh, scooter yeah. around <laughs> in there. But I mean, I, I got to be part of that night too. Oh, you were? So. Yeah, you were there. Oh, yeah, that's but, right. but like, I remember, and I remember like fighting with them one time because we were doing the John Fugel thing. Thing, and they oh, were like, yeah. well, we want yeah. you guys, we want you guys to record in uh, bow and arrow, and I was like, no, it's too loud. Uh, I was like, five to seven on a on a Friday night, people get there and they they're, they're there to drink, yeah. you know, and <laughs> and they were like, well, where would you do it? I was like, you have a theater, let's do it at your theater. If someone wants to show up, 
they want they want to they're there because they want to be there and it and it was so awesome that's one of the best nights of my life is like you know recording that show there and i in you know that that's the kind of stuff that makes me sad that like when i saw they went under i was i immediately like you know sent julia a message and i was like oh man i said you know from the bottom of our heart like this is heartbreaking and uh I know you'll be back and you guys are, you know, you guys are fighters. And I really think that this year's Revolutions Festival really, really kicked their ass because, you know. That was the thing. Yeah, the timing of it. Yeah. What a nightmare. Like, they had made sure that so many people were traveling from across the country and were able to, like, be comfortable here in Albuquerque. Yeah. And that cost money. Yeah. That cost a lot of money. And they would have gotten it back. Yeah. And then, like, I, so me and John, me and Rusty were supposed to open for John Fugle Sang as part of Revolutions. Oh. And then they were like, we're this so year? sorry. Yeah, this year? Yeah, oh, here. But, like, they were like, we're so sorry. We would still want to pay you for the time that you had done. And both me and Rusty were just like, dude, bro, no, absolutely no. And no, sir, like, you guys need that money for, like, yeah. the people who traveled from, like, so many other countries, like. Yeah. That's not even the, the thing about it. And so like every, and then they did like a, a revolutions um, or like a, they did a reptilian lounge that was online for pride. Yeah. And they had like queer performers do things. And I did that too. And then again, I was like, please, please, like whatever money that is necessary for you guys to keep going, please keep going. Yeah. And I know. So, yeah. So if you guys, if, the, the, I guess the moral of the story, like we're, we're at this point where we're just kind of like shocked and still upset. So yeah. what we really need to focus on as a community is the institutions that we want yeah. to, you know, that, that when we're, when we're back to whatever normal is, we can still go and yeah. function. Cause I mean, for me at the end of the day, you know, I'm glad that I can go get my oil changed somewhere, but I really need a place where I can, you know, go see some art and I don't, and I, and you know, you you have to see, you know, visual paintings, but you also need to see, you know, comedy and you need to see, you know, drama and you need to see sadness, you know, you you need to see it all. And, um, these, these local places, this, they're hitting, they're getting hit harder than any, anything else. Like these local art, you know, these theaters, these, uh, uh, music venues, these, um, you know, mom and pop restaurants also are getting hit really hard. If you can get takeout from them or whatever, please do. There's a lot of really awesome local places that you can. What are, uh, the local mom and pop places in Rio Rancho that people are getting struggling right now, Holly, just go ahead and throw those out there. Wow, Chris. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that was like my time. That, was, my that was kind of, you know what? That was a little bit rude. Uh, I know it was. Man. I know it was, but I was like. Turtle Mountain is 100% one. I know. What, what is it? Turtle Mountain. Turtle Mountain. Uh, namaste. There's, namaste. There's a, there's a, uh, uh, one of our local comedians has worked there for years, and they're a wonderful family <laughs> that is very very kind that, and that was rude delicious. that was rude but when you said local places i was like where's holly going local and <laughs> joe's, joe's pasta house is also oh, in joe's yeah. pasta house is awesome i do and like they're struggling i do like joe's pasta house and he owns the liquor licenses that people can like tap for picnic licenses in rio rancho so he was going oh. to be the liquor license that we use for our wedding rehearsal oh. dinner oh. when is your wedding 
Thanks for asking. Uh, <laughs> it's supposed to be this Saturday, and now it is uh, a year from now. So I, I had I say that because I like I like have a friend who's like the most like lockdown COVID person I know, and then was like, "Yeah, we're gonna me and my fiance are gonna get married. Can you live stream it?" And I was like, went, "Okay," and we went and did it. And I and I asked him. I was like, "Man, this is a guy that will go to Costco." Hey guys, I got I got to bow out. Like okay. the power just went out of my house, and my Wi-Fi is not really working. Okay. <laughs> wow, that's great. So this is a guy that would like go buy his stuff at Costco, wipe it down before he puts it in the car, drive mm-hmm. home, wipe it down before he takes it in the house. And then but he also it, had a new baby as well. So, but that had nothing to do with he it. He wiped down the baby as soon as it came out of the vagina. Yeah. Well, yeah. And well, then he wiped it down as soon as he got back to the house. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe James is right. It's probably time to go. I know. We've I'm been sorry. having we've been having too much fun. We've been we've been having too much fun. I blame the Budweiser. It's King of Beers, man. Yeah, it's King of Beers, guys. Bud so, heavy. Oh, yeah, Gets you every time. So Sarah, I want to I want to thank you for coming on the show. It's been a long time coming. I th- I feel like this should have been a long time ago. Well, I'm always happy to be here. You yeah. guys are the best. Yeah. You guys well, are this... by far the premier media experience <laughs> in Mexico, and I really am happy to be here. <laughs> you yeah. like that? You like that uh, Facebook? That Facebook quote? I love it. No, but uh, honestly, like I'm here to like support y'all. All so right. I'll, I'll... I yeah. I I think I posted. I don't know why I made that. I have no idea. No, but, but I literally love it, and you guys are—that's that's yeah. literally what you guys are. <laughs> like you guys have established Cause, it. Because I have a terrible—I have a terrible way. Like everybody goes, "What's your show about?" I go, "I don't know." <laughs> you have no good idea. <laughs> you are the premier media <laughs> experience. It's—it's <laughs> it's fantastic, and I'm—I'm I'm happy to support it yes. any way that I can. And I'm happy that I got to see your face. Because I have absolutely, you. yeah. It's one of those things, too. Like, have you had this experience where you see someone in public that you, like, if we normally saw each other in public, you'd be like, eh. But you're like, huh, huh? You know? Yes. I, I had to happen. It was a bartender from a launch pad that I don't really know his name. And we never have hung out ever. But we saw each other at the grocery store. And he's like, he was all, hey, hey, hey. He pointed at me. And I was like, hi. Like, and he was just excited that he saw someone he knew. And I was like, that's funny. That's the best. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know. Yeah. In these trying times now more than ever. Right. We should acknowledge each other. We just other. need a oh. yeah. friendly face. Yay. So uh, uh, what do you guys got to promote uh, while we get out of the air? Um, oh, I have a show in Greeley, Colorado, November 20th. It is socially distanced. Uh, and I will be trapped in a car with Kurt Fletcher for that trip. So, um Please come if you live near Greeley uh, to make that that horrible trip worth it. I'm just kidding, because Kurt is watching. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am Sarah Comedy on Instagram and also Twitter. Um, I oh. am about to start um, a live talk show variety show online with the box, so it, it should be the second and fourth Thursdays. And I think our first show is going to be October 8th. So that's our. Yay! Oh, nice. That sounds exciting. Very cool. That's dope, man. Very nice. Uh, like I said, I have the Burlis Podcasters Guild, which I think our first. 
Like our our live weekend is a week. I'm sorry, is the week of October fifth through the ninth, with our grand opening being the ninth. We are in the B Rupee Building uh, in Borellis, which is a historic building. It's an old uh, um, pharmacy, right? And uh, we have two. Uh, I guess I should promote this as well. So. We have two rooms there. We have our, our recording studio and our editing room, and we, we've been given this because of HomeWise. HomeWise <laughs> has given us the two rooms, and our uh, actual rent for the two rooms is we're going to record a podcast for them once a month. So it's pretty dope. Uh, James is telling me that, that. What's Please that? Listen. If you need any help with any of that, like even just like segments or whatever, like I will make it as easy for you guys to keep that space as possible. Because oh, yeah, it's yeah. I actually will not have anything to do with the podcast itself. I asked to actually not be a part of it. <laughs> off off the air, I'll tell you the story. But yeah, it's probably a good idea. I'm not involved with that. But I will have like if you know, if you want to if you live in the Albuquerque area and you want to start a podcast and, uh, you know, you want uh, you may not know how to do it because uh, that's really what we're here for. We're And if you have a business and you may want someone to do a podcast for you, that's actually what we're here for. So, you know, look forward to this because this is coming. And I know that there's another place in town that does it, but uh, they're probably not going to do it for what we're going to charge. And we're going to give you, uh, you know, literally like years of experience. So, yeah. That's my. That's what I've got. Other than that, we've got our website, tendrinkminimum.com. We have our, you know, Instagram, social media, all that stuff through there. And that's it. You guys, you know, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Sarah, for coming on the show. Thank you, Holly. Sorry, James, that the power is out in your neighborhood, but uh, if you need anything, let us know. Yeah, we love he, you. Yeah, he'll sustain. He'll live. James <laughs> will survive. We'll all be dead, and he'll be at our funerals. That's James. <laughs> that's you know, he's already had a couple of heart attacks and an aneurysm. He's still alive. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, my mom, I show up, I show up to visit my mom. She's like, how's James doing? Like, not how are you? How's James doing? Anyway, she loves him because they watch, uh, they watch Agatha Christie murder stuff together. So yes, that's her murder partner. So <laughs> <laughs> not, they don't murder people. They just watch murder stuff together. Anyway, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you guys are in my life. I'm glad everyone's here. Stay safe, everyone. Wear a mask. And uh, with that, we are, we are 10, 10 drink, drink minimum. minimum.